From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, so here we go, TGIF, seven minutes past the hour. Well, let's see. You've known me for, if you've been here for the full ride, for about the past 31 years. So you know where I'm going to begin today. The outrage of, and and it looks like Gavin Newsom is the one that came up with the latest Democrat scam. The gravelly voiced UFC or WWF uh, wrestler, Gavin Newsom. He's like a cartoon everything's growling. Gavin Newsom asks the DOJ to consider kidnapping charges. I mean, so what is it when Biden puts all these illegals on ghost flights and governors don't even know these people are coming? They're just dropped in on them. I mean, at least DeSantis and Abbott and anyone else that has done this They're announcing that we are sending two flights. But they here's here's my point. Biden and these these filthy, corrupt, dirty Democrats, they are trying to make everything that Republicans do a criminal offense and place you under criminal investigation and upend and. Otherwise, create stress and problems and aggravation for people. How, how is it kidnapping? And keep in mind, in real time, this is one of the most hilarious, beautiful takedowns you'll ever see. You've got Biden, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the whole Peanuts gallery. They keep saying how the border is closed and all of this. Well, Fox News had the interview. Uh, it was uh, my friend... Uh, Griff Jenkins, actually, he's interviewing this man, an illegal who said the border's not closed. The border's open. That's how I got through. He said, and we came because we have been seeing and hearing that the border is open and it is open. I mean, this is you can't make this stuff up. But they'll keep telling you. Their policies are working. They're fixing what the last administration broke. I mean, lie after lie. But when you have an illegal who can speak English and he is saying that the border is open and that's how he got in. Oh, fantastic. But somebody, please, I mean, if I'm missing something, please, I want to be corrected. Hurry. Hurry. We, we enjoy getting things right on this program. How are the ghost flights and everything that Biden and the Democrats are doing? How is that any different than Governor Greg Abbott or Governor Ron DeSantis? Busing or flying. And, and here's the thing. You know the thing. Why are they complaining? Why are sanctuary states, sanctuary cities, 
Why are they complaining? That's they're in that business. That's what you want. Then why are you complaining and calling things an emergency? An emergency in Martha's Vineyard, two planes. Oh, oh, I love this. Oh, get get ready for this one. I got to go to my notes. I want to make sure I get it right. Governor DeSantis has said that thousands more migrants could be headed to Martha's Vineyard. Now, here's my opinion on that. I think that's social media jousting. I don't think he's going to send thousands to Martha's Vineyard. But if he did, I support it. Why why open up your, your beautiful homes, your mansions? Do what you have to do. Build tent cities. Uh, create lavish, wonderful accommodations. What's your problem? You are sanctuary cities. You are the sanctuary states. This is your nirvana, isn't it? They hate it when you come right back at them with the truth. This is why they have to say, and then, and then because they're all in cahoots, after gravelly voice uh, Newsom says, hey, uh, DOJ, uh, the, the GOP governors are kidnappers. Criminally charge them. Then you get Izzy Mandelbaum, weekend at Bernie's president, Joe Biden, saying, yeah, we're, we're looking at, uh, you know, this and that. I mean, so unless they found a corrupt Democrat judge, how could you go to any judge and say, look, we, we, we want to be able to send the ghost planes and, and put them all over the country where we choose. But if a Florida or a Texas governor or wherever, if they want to do it, somehow they're committing some kind of criminal offense, kidnapping or some other garbage. Hey, look, I saw the people get out in Martha's Vineyard. They didn't look kidnapped to me. The guy I saw being interviewed in New York City. Was it, in fact, I have to re- refresh my memory on that because uh, Griff is all over the country. I think it was New York City with Griff. It may have been California. I don't remember. But in any event, he didn't look like he had been kidnapped. There's no difference. Here's the only difference. They want this. But they don't want it in their neighborhood. They think it's just fine that Florida and Texas and Arizona and elsewhere, that they are being inundated. When Abbott came up with this idea, it was masterclass. He called them all out and they all started flipping out. Adams in New York. Goofy Lightfoot in Chicago, now here with the uh, the Martha's Vineyard example. Hey, look, it's a beautiful vacation spot. Why are they complaining that two planes filled with mostly Venezuelans, why are they complaining that, that just a few hours later, you think about the American dream. They were thirsty, probably, and in bad heat, 
bad conditions getting here, and a few hours later, they're in one of the most lavish, beautiful vacation spots in the world. I hope DeSantis sends more. This is, the, this is how you deal with this. You make them. You make them have to deal with this. See, it was no problem for them when it was only affecting basically Republican states. So think about this. Why should a state that by edict is not a sanctuary state or, or having sanctuary cities within, why should they be disproportionately affected by this? And then the sanctuary cities and the sanctuary states just skate by and you get to express that this is your philosophy, but you don't live it. This is beautiful. Quote, Martha's Vineyard residents should be thrilled about welcoming migrants. Quote, they vote for sanctuary cities. They get a sanctuary city of their own. And illegal aliens will increase the town's diversity, which is strength, right? Question mark, end quote. But this is how sick they are. Some goofy guy said, quote, I'd take... I'd take 100 migrants any day of the week over 100 DeSantis voters. Isn't that just awful? To quote Jack Cittarelli, who says that? Who does that? These awful Democrats. That's who. These biased, hateful Democrats that are saying you're the hater. It's It's crazy. Pretty soon, I'm telling you, they're going to be punching you in the face and you're going to be sued for breaking their hand. This is where we're headed. They'll attack you and you will be charged with their injuries. We're on our way. I'm telling you, we're, we're that close. It's 17 minutes past the hour. We'll be back in just a little bit. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. A lot going on around here. We're going to be visiting at 735 with Larry Passantrilli, who's a great guy. And it's uh, the fast-approaching Wounded Warriors Week in Longport. Larry is the commander of the American Legion Post 469 of Longport. And this is the same time next year appointment. And we're looking forward to the discussion and the information uh, that Larry is going to share. We will have Bill Elliott and Pam Tyson uh, because right around the corner, we'll focus on it this month and next, is the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers Hero Walk and Fun Run set for Sunday, October 16th. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, Don Hurley will join us and we will have a complete and utter mental health break here to end the broadcast week. Here with you on the Hurley in the Morning program back in just a little bit. Fox News commentary. TV ratings for the Emmys dropped to a new all-time low. You know what they say, go woke, go broke. I'm Tommy Laren. more next. 
Hi, I'm Lisa Booth for Bishop Gold Group. Are you worried about your financial future as retirement gets closer? All over the country, soon-to-be retirees are fearing for their financial future as markets remain volatile. Bishop Gold Group helps you invest in gold and gold IRAs to protect your wealth and retirement during times of high inflation and wild swings in the market. Secure your future today. Contact Bishop Gold Group by dialing pound 250 from a mobile phone and say the keyword Bishop Gold or visit bishopgoldgroup.com. The average American doesn't want to watch whiny, overpaid Hollywood liberals grandstand at award shows anymore, and it shows. NBC's 74th Primetime Emmy Award Show averaging over 6 million viewers, a new low for a broadcast that has been steadily dropping to new lows over the last four years. Meanwhile, the Monday Night Football simulcast on the same night was up 17% from last year's franchise opener, the biggest cumulative audience since 2009. So people are watching TV, they just aren't watching award shows. Sports, like entertainment, has gone woke in many ways, but due to the constraints of playing an actual game, even whiny athletes aren't able to show about their politics during the event. But the same is not so for these award shows where simple thank you acceptance speeches have become soapbox moments for celebrities to grandstand and virtue signal. The proof is in the pudding, or in this case, the ratings. Go woke, go broke, and unwatched. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. Healthy Life. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'll tell you, it's so easy being Democrats, isn't it? They break all kinds of laws. They're completely corrupt. They inside trade, uh, they weaponize all the different institutions, apparatus of government, uh, just rotten in, in just every way you can imagine. And then they accuse you. I heard, I think it was Mark Thiessen, who we've interviewed on a number of occasions, the former Bush speechwriter, very, very glib, extremely smart. Uh, and he made the observation that we did. And he called it even what we call it. He said it's utter transference. They literally are guilty of everything that they accuse Republicans of doing. If it's a criminal offense to transport the migrants to these sanctuary cities and states, then how are the Biden ghost lights? And you don't have to take my word for it. Even liberal rags have covered the Biden ghost flights. They exist. And they don't tell anybody the people are coming. And they just dump and they run. Gavin Newsom formally asked the DOJ to consider kidnapping charges for GOP governors. They're, they're, they're so sick. It's really beyond belief. All right, so the one person that was on each list that kind of made it easy, I still don't like it, but... If you have each side submit four names, and if one guy is on both lists, Raymond Deary, D-E-A-R-I-E, former federal prosecutor, he serves as the chief judge of the federal court based in Brooklyn, and he was acceptable to both President Trump and to the FBI, to the Department of Justice as well. So he'll be reviewing the documents that were taken back on August 8th on the raid at the president's home, Mar-a-Lago. He'll segregate out anything that's covered by executive privilege. It's unclear how long the work will take, but Deary has indicated that he thinks he can do it judiciously. And the judge actually set a November 30th deadline, which made me think about something. 
they, I mean, unless they're going to charge him with something else. Anything relative to this, there will be no, I don't believe the president's ever going to be prosecuted for any of this stuff. But a lot of people tell me they think I'm wrong about that. Look, are they capable of doing it? Yes. They're animals. They're capable of reversing the entire history of this country. Nearly 250 years. Every norm that we know to even do what they did in terms of a uh, raid of the president, the former president's home. Totally unnecessary. The reason you know that is because Chris Christie said that it was totally necessary. So that means it's totally unnecessary. Because Chris wants to be president. So it's in his best interests for this to be terrible and for it to be the, the FBI to be acting correctly. Now they're going to feed us polls that say that the American people believe the FBI acted correctly. I'm telling you, don't believe any of this crap. Do not let them get in your head. Don't let them drive you crazy. Dismiss it as garbage with all eyes on the prize. The biggest prize right now is November 8th. If on the evening of November 8th, sometime in the 10 or 11 o'clock hour, I think it might be that definitive, determinative, it would be just terrific if you hear something along the lines of the Senate is still too close to call because keep in mind, there's statewide races and these are district races. You can count them quicker. And if some are excruciatingly close, we may not know. And then that's with Democrats, that's their nirvana because they love contest phases because they find ballots and they know exactly how many they need to win. It's very dangerous, actually. But I believe the House will be known that night that it has changed hands and the Republicans will have a comfortable multiple double digit advantage. My feeling is somewhere between 20 to 40, if you'll give me a range. We'll play prices right, range finder, and get the Yoda lady guy going up the mountain. And we'll say within the range of 20 to 40, I feel comfortable about that. It's not going to be razor thin, and I also don't believe it will be 70. It's just not, you know, in the cards, I don't think. But 20, 30-ish, 40, terrific. Take it. Take it every time. Comfortable advantage if a handful defect on anything. You don't have to worry about having the working majority that you need to further the people's agenda. So it's going to be, I think, very, very good. Uh, I, I know that the Democrat media isn't calling it this way, but I'm becoming more and more optimistic about the Senate changing back to Republican majority because I like what I see. I like what I see in Georgia and elsewhere. And again, I've said from the beginning, even if Republicans don't get back the Senate in this election cycle, they will get it back two years from now. I wish the math, if the ballot, I think you know this, so there's not an insult, but you don't know anything anymore because half the country, more than half the country, doesn't even know the three branches of government. It's incredible. And only like one-fourth of the country can name one. 
That's beyond scary. But every two years, 435 House seats all are up. Kind of look at it as like the New Jersey General Assembly every two years. Then what you have is three classes of United States senators. And obviously, it can't be 33, 33, 33 because you have 100. So one would be 34. But you have basically one third of the Senate and one and the entire House of Representatives on the ballot every two years. The math is beautiful in two years for Republicans because Democrats have a ton of seats that they have to defend. It might not be in the cards for November 8th. I mean, there's a lot of manipulation. You have the dynamics of what's going on in each of these particular states or commonwealths. And you have a very manipulative media that's conspiring with social media, with Democrats, with every possible, the judiciary, the Department of Justice. I mean, it's very, very tough. The playing field is so incredibly unlevel for Republicans. And if you're being honest, even a Democrat, if you're being honest, you know it's true. And, you know, they want everything. They're so greedy. This special master thing has them flipping out because they want everything to always go their way. They don't seem to understand that's not how life works. I've told you my particular example. You have really great winning streaks. Then you have some bad luck. And you're thinking, oh, man, when's this period going to end? It just seems like every time I turn around, it's just bad. And then it gets good again. But I believe that is part of the normal cycle of life. It's not always, to quote Rocky Balboa, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And then he does a speech about, it isn't how often, you how many times you get hit, it's how many times you could get hit and keep moving forward. The, um, the pros of Rocky Balboa makes a lot more sense than what we hear these days. 32 minutes past the hour. Let's play. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio app. A site survey that we have gotten our hands on, our clean hands on, reveals major threat concerns at the Atlantic City MUA, who, by the way, in a second article, the Atlantic City MUA, for reasons that I know, but I'm working towards proving, they're now waiving back water bills, which always a new buyer would have to pay for. Huh. Wonder who's buying these properties. And a great story about. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. It's chilly out there, starting off your Friday with temperatures in the 40s and 50s across South Jersey, one of the coolest mornings of the season so far. The incredibly dry air will warm up quickly later this morning, reaching a high of 78 today. Another spectacular September day, mostly sunny, barely a breeze. Few clouds tonight, low 57, and tomorrow partly sunny with a high of 79. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Ah, the great one. Thank you. 38 minutes past the hour. Wide open forum begins right after the top of the hour news break. That will be for, and let's get in as many as we can. Be there right away because we had to move a few things around. Uh, Larry Passantrilli, who was going to appear later, we just don't have time, is going to join us at 735. It's time very well spent because it's a beautiful program that they do. And every year we help give them a push and we're going to do that today we did it at the air show we're going to do it again today that's coming up we have bill elliott and pam tyson the john r elliott hero campaign for designated drivers and their hero walk and fun run is sunday october 16th that's at sixth street and the boardwalk in ocean city we'll be talking about that in the eight o'clock hour and then a full mental health appreciation moment in the nine o'clock hour as the Hurley brothers will opine in beautiful, in beautiful ways. Uh, oh, I have, I have a movie recommendation for Andy Cortman and any other fantastic, which you all are, great guest listeners. You know that every maybe couple of months, something like that, uh, I talk more frequently than that about my love of movies, but about every couple of months, I give you a movie recommendation, and I have one for you right here and right now. Let me just make sure I have the name exactly right, because it's a little bit different, a little bit different. This film is fantastic. You just have to trust me on this. I'm not aware of the first time I've ever let you down When I've given a movie recommendation, I typically hear nothing but thank you. And sometimes you're looking for a good movie. Now, if you have the Xfinity platform, uh, it's $5.99. You can buy it as well. I have a theory. I almost always buy movies rather than rent them, even though the difference might be $5.99 rental or $7.99 rental versus $16.99 or $19.99, even sometimes more than that purchase but i like to watch movies more than once and i will say i made a mistake i thought where the crawl dads sing would be a movie that i would watch only once and therefore i rented it for 5.99 i believe the purchase price was 16.99 i wish i would have bought it about a week ago i looked at a two-minute trailer And I knew that it was a movie that both Margie and I would enjoy together, and we did last night. So my movie recommendation is Where the Crawdads Sing. Where the Crawdads Sing. C-R-A-W-D-A-D-S. Where the Crawdads Sing. Brand new 2022 movie, and it's excellent. Let me know what you think when you watch it. And again, I made a mistake. I'm telling you I should have purchased it. I would watch that again tonight. I absolutely loved it. And I have to say, it just kept getting better. 
to the very end. It ju- I don't know how many times you can say that about a movie. I've only made that statement a couple of times. Even great movies that I love, I don't make the comment they get better and better and better uh, as time goes on. And, and this particular movie, the entire movie keeps getting better. The acting is fantastic. The storyline, it's fictional, but it, it looks like it could be a true story, but it's fictional. There's a Taylor Swift song at the end of the movie when the credits are playing. It is a wonderful movie that you will enjoy with your families, with your significant other. No need to even say thank you. Just enjoy it. When we come back, and we'll be coming right back, I promise. I'm going to tell you what Facebook got caught doing. They deny it. But the New York Post, Miranda Devine, who's one of my favorites, I cannot wait to interview her on this topic. We've interviewed her, I don't even know now, 25 times. The author of Laptop from Hell. Remember, she was a liar. She was a liar. And Facebook was part of that, big part of that. And only she wasn't lying. They all were. But this isn't that. I'm going to tell you the latest and remember, once again, you're Nostradamus of the airwaves, you're Pocket Kreskin. When Trump won the presidency in 2016 and mastered social media, particularly Facebook and Twitter, I said they will never allow this again. I knew it. It was so easy to know it. But I knew it. And it all came true. They locked down people who were telling the truth. They deplatformed people who were telling the truth. They promoted lies. They knew they were lying. So bad. I'll tell you, we have a great country, but there are so many bad people in powerful places right now. It is, it is the most dangerous that it has been to be an American since the Civil War. We've got to do something about this. And I get asked all the time, what are we going to do? And you know my standard answer. We have to win elections. We have to get rid of these people. You got a Democrat senator. She was telling people to go out and kill kill Republicans or something. It's, it's insane what's going on right now. And nothing will happen. That person won't be canceled. No problem. Anything goes if you're a Democrat right now. Anything goes. Well, this is the truth in broadcasting. It's a little bit different than that. We play differently than they do. This is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. Nine minutes before the top of the hour, wide open forum, and I can't wait. Coming up in just a little bit, Larry Passantrilli at 735, Bill Elliott and Pam Tyson, the John R. Elliott Hero campaign, and then a total mental health appreciation hour 
of just fun stuff coming up in the nine o'clock hour with Brother Don P. Hurley. All right, so I'm going to tell you about Facebook. I promise, and it's 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 dastardly. It's it's horrifically uh, bad, disgusting. You name it. But I want to tell you what I was doing during the break. All of a sudden, uh, with about I don't know a minute and a half or so left in the break, I said, "Hey, wait a minute." There was a game last night, a football game last night, and I, you know, they all. I, my life is not even my own, so I don't get to watch any of that. But I knew it took place, and I knew it was Kansas City and the Los Angeles. What do they call them? The Los Angeles Chargers. Forever, they were the what? The San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. So, I think you know this, but if you're new to the program. For the past 20 years, and it's purely entertainment, I'm not a gambler, I don't like gambling, uh, and I think my career as an executive, when I couldn't, your license didn't, if you had a certain license, key license, you couldn't gamble in Atlantic City, you could gamble in Vegas if you didn't work there. Uh, And I think even if you work in Vegas, you can gamble in Vegas. It's very different there. Uh, Always has been. So it's purely entertainment. Because I wouldn't be involved in it if it, you know, if it was any anything other than that. And it's a very challenging thing because every week before the games begin, the, before the first game of the week begins, so you have to have your picks in by Thursday before the game starts. I did mine, I think, on like Tuesday. I, I, there's no rhyme or reason with me. I, all of a sudden, I just think about it and I do my picks. And honestly, I take it seriously, but I don't spend a lot of time on it. I just go down. And look at the points and, you know, can this team cover that many points? What do I think? And then one by one, I just pick the teams. So I thought for sure that Kansas City, they played very well in the first game. I thought for sure they would win by at least four points because I need them to carry three and a half. And and obviously that means there's no half point. Uh, So you have to get. You have to, your team has to win by four. Well, don't you know, I'm just looking at the score. I didn't, I didn't even have to go to the standings in, in our group because I knew if Kansas City won by four points or more, I would win that game. And as it turns out, they won, Kansas City won 27 to 24, three points. And your boy needed four. And that, as I tell you, that is my story. Not quite the hard luck kid, because I can't complain. I've had, I've had an amazing life and, and great, great fortune and success. I shouldn't say fortune in terms of big money or anything, but I don't mean it, I don't mean it off-putting like that. But I've had, I've had a great life, and, and I hope there's still a lot more of it to go. But on the little things, I'm telling you, even though I have to say I've won the whole darn thing, and I'm the only person ever to win the whole regular season and the playoff season in the history of it. So I, I'm not saying I have no luck with this. But in the first two weeks of the season so far, and obviously this is only the first game of week two. But so far, there have been 17 games. I have lost no fewer than four or five games by one point. And I lost another game by one and a half points. So I'm nine and eight. I'm in. I'm in it. I'm in the thick of it. I'm like right, you know, knocking on on where you need to be. So I'm not in bad shape, but I'm the most unlucky nine and eight 
that you could possibly be. So that's that's that story. All right, now on to Facebook. Would it come as any surprise to you that Facebook alerted the FBI about their users that were questioning the 2020 election? Can you believe it? They turned you in. If you question the outcome of the 2020 presidential election, now get 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 a load of this. Now I know you look, you sign your life away to be on that platform. They should not be going into your private messages. I'm sorry. They 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 don't even go after terrorists. They let terrorists have accounts. It's so bad, I'm telling you. They they love just like the media and all the Democrats, they love terrorists and criminals more than they love Republicans. So Facebook monitored the use of their members. They went into the private messages of their users. So understand, I always treat everything, everything I do, I could post openly to what's called public. I don't treat that as private anything. And now we have proof that it's not private. They turned people in to the Department of Justice for any type of anti-government, anti-authority sentiments over the past 19 months. We are living in, you know, Al Alberts, when he wrote, I am a sick American. If Al Alberts were still alive today and we would still be having him on the program, he became a beautiful friend. He would be going bananas right now. He did I Am a Sick American back then. I think that was like 20 years ago or something. And we had him on. We played it. We it, you know talked to him. Great guy. Really talented. Great guy. Great life. Well lived. He would be going crazy right now. Facebook denies this. Miranda Devine has the goods. They lie. They lied before. She told the truth. I believe her. You can believe who you want. Oh, no, no, we didn't do that. And if Miranda Devine tells you, yes, she did, or yes, they did, believe her. Quote, it was done outside the legal process and without probable cause. Quote, Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations which are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoena. I, see, I believe it. I believe this is, but see, it's it, the ends justify the means. They will commit criminal offenses to help Democrats, and then they'll they'll accuse you of being the criminal. The Facebook users whose private messages were red flagged were all conservative individuals. How about that? What a shocker, huh? What a surprise. Everything we see in these areas is a disadvantage to Republicans or conservatives and always an advantage for liberals and for Democrats. I am so beyond sick and tired of being sick and tired of it that I don't even have words to describe it. It's so bad. But they sent these private messages out as leads to the FBI field offices. 
That's crazy. And if you get if you get it in a poison way, just because you then go request a subpoena from some U.S. district attorney or something, well, what are you getting a subpoena for? You've already seen the conversations. It, it's like covering up the crime after the fact. As soon as the subpoena was requested within an hour, Facebook sent back gigabytes of data and photos. They were ready to go. They were just waiting. Uh, it's, In other words, they colluded. 609-407-1450 phone lines are open right now. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. To quote Rush Lim- From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, it's important to be important. It is six minutes past the hour. Uh, my favorite thing to do on this program is to take your calls. We love doing it, and we we do it as much as we can. And we'll do it for the first half hour here. Then we have Larry Passantrilli. Then we have Bill Elliott and Pam Tyson. I uh, just realized I, I did learn this yesterday late. Uh, Don has an appointment this morning. He won't be with us, but we have a mental health break and a specific topic that I think you're going to enjoy. I can't wait to do it, but I can't tell you the topic until uh, right before nine o'clock, I, I I just know I can't do that because it would it would start the topic right away because it's going to be that much fun. So that's going to be great. Six oh nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You are on the air. Good morning, Harry. Morning. So my son works for the Department of Justice, and way back he warned me when all this happened with the election uh, with President Trump to stop doing what I was doing on Facebook, that I was going to get in trouble. And basically, I thought I was safe because I was reposting or sharing Fox News right Right. from their site. Mm -hmm. And granted, at the the top, I would put, you know, wake up America or is this what you really want? That kind of thing. So... I have thousands of followers because I run an all-female motorcycle club, and I advertise on Facebook with that to recruit. My whole profile disappeared. Jeez. Did you also notice that you were what they call ramped down? See, Facebook, they're, they're, they're very, very crooked. They can do they can overtly suspend you or deplatform you and things like that. But what they also have the power to do is to basically make you invisible. Your whole presence just won't be felt. It won't be seen. And of course, if you're if you cannot be seen, then you're really not there at all. They call it ghosting. Did you also notice now the reason I ask that in your case is because you pay. If you pay for ads, they're pretty good about really ramping up people that do that. So then enough, a lot of eyeballs do get on your stuff. But did you happen to notice that as you posted uh, conservative-type um, topics and things like that and took articles from Fox News and 
maybe put a few words, as you say, on the top of it, hey, check this out, or, you know, look out, look what's coming, you know, whatever you would do to, to call attention to then what you were uh, indicating to people that they should click on it and read. Did you notice that you were ghosted, anything like that? Definitely, yeah. definitely. I would I, I'm ghosted, I'm telling you right now. I am ghosted. I can prove it, too. I will do a post. Now, we cannot reveal our station analytics. Uh, it's proprietary, and I'm not permitted, uh, and I, I've never violated that, so I'm not going to do it here. All I can tell you is my reach in terms of the articles that I write are in the so many, 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 many thousands and beyond. I'm doing huge numbers. I'll get a Facebook post that'll have five people, 10 people, 20 people. So I know, I know I'm ghosted. I know it. All right. They don't tell you you're ghosted, but how could it be possible that 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 is what's showing up on Facebook when the same link that I am putting uh, on Facebook, which gets aggregated by other uh, ways, fortunately, through traffic. You know how all that works. You're you're in the business. Uh, so you know what I'm talking about. Google, Bing, and all these different people. They'll pick up that URL and, and that story will go uh, what I call supernova viral. But on Facebook, it'll have a few dozen or not even 10. Uh, there's no doubt. There, and, but I guarantee you, if I was the antithesis of who I am, I would be paraded celebrated by them and the numbers would be very very different so it's it's just a shame and what it proves is that once republicans have power again they have to completely take away the exemption that these companies have and this complete unfairness that exists has to stop yeah i mean i i, I opened up facebook and it's like where am i it was gone I don't even know how that was possible. Like, hey, let, let me tell you what happened to me. I would say an average of once a year, uh, unfortunately, sometimes a few times a year, uh, I get that people think you're hacked, but they're not. You're not really hacked. They just create another you. They take your your profile picture and then they create another Harry Hurley, and then they start trying to friend your friends. Uh, and then I get all these – it's torturous. I get uh, hundreds of emails or I should say private messages. You, you've been hacked. You've been hacked. You've been hacked. One time – get a load of this. I got one of these other Harry Hurley accounts opened up that wasn't me. I reported it to Facebook. They took me down. They left the fake one up. I was off of Facebook for I think it was – five days, three to five days. And they told me that I might never get my account back. So I wrote and I said, who could make a decision like this? You have obviously a fake account that has no friends to speak of and no content. You have me that has all of this content from the day one of Facebook and you shut me down and you leave the fake up when I reported to you. That there was a fake. This I, I was of the belief this was their crooked way of deplatforming me permanently. But four or five days, whatever it was later, uh, what's called an appeal, my appeal, I won and I was returned. But this is this is what they can do. Yeah, it's scary. 
It's terrible. And what you have to do is you cannot make that. Never rely on YouTube. There are people out there that have become YouTube millionaires and that really rely on Facebook and all these social media things. My strongest advice, I'm not giving it to you because you're smart and you can handle your own business. I'm saying this just generically to everyone. So don't be insulted by what I'm about to say. Do not rely on Facebook to monetize and count on that to be your main source of income because they reserve the right to destroy you at any moment. You cannot let them have that amount of power over you. Well, here's the thing that's really funny. Well, we're a nonprofit. We raise money for the community. And, you know, whenever you see Chrome Angels, they're they're raising money and participating with, you know, women's shelters and everything. Our board doesn't make any money. So they hurt. They were hurting people that needed things. Well, they don't care. Listen, you know, the, the liberal agenda is sick. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care who dies. They have to win. No matter what, they knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. Those 51 people that were CIA director and all these high ranking positions that they had held, they all knew it wasn't Russian disinformation. They believe the ends justify the means. I've got to get the break in. Don't go away. We have to make a course correction. The hero is going to join us next right after this. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Why are you going to make the Iranian mullahs rich again? Like up until last year, you were making Putin and Russia rich again so they can start wars in Ukraine. Uh, Why are you going to make the Saudi Arabia rich again, OPEC nations rich again? Why would you make Venezuela rich again when we have all the natural resources here? This is your Green New Deal socialism. This is, so after 4 p.m., pre-cool your home. Oh, okay. What do you do if you have that electric car they were telling you to buy? How are you going to charge your car if you don't get home before 4 p.m. to charge it? And by the way, where does the charging come from? 90% of the electric grid is fossil fuel related. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, if you know someone involved in homeschooling their kids, this is a message you will want to take note of. Acellus is an online learning system that is spreading rapidly from school to school all throughout the U.S. because it is a proven effective method in helping students to learn. Now, Acellus is now making this powerful learning system available to parents that are homeschooling their kids, and the program is called Acellus Power Homeschool. Now, they have a website set up. It's powerhomeschool.com. Now, for one affordable monthly fee, your students have access to over 400 courses covering subjects K through 12. Now, imagine kids reading before they even turn five and parents are reporting that is especially effective for struggling students. That's because Acellus is a homeschool learning accelerator. It adapts instruction to fix the learning gaps that hold students back. Now, it's not too late for the fall season. Check out Power Homeschool. Hey, it's Tom P. Join me for Rack and Fin Radio tomorrow morning at 5. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. We have time for two calls, and they both know who they are because we don't uh, screen the calls, but we told them they were both uh, next in the order that we shared uh, just a moment ago during the break. It is the hero, though. We know that. Hey, hero. 
Good morning, Mayor. How's everything going? Good. Outstanding. Yep. Awesome show, Mayor. We just have to, uh, I might have to have a, um, a healthy uh, Capri pizza wager with you. Um, so what I'm going to say is we... This we, is very bold. Uh, people don't usually do this because my record is stellar when it comes to this, but you're, you're treading on on hazardous terrain, but please, at your own peril, continue. And this is and this is this is how it goes, Mayor. I am hoping that I lose this bet. Okay, what's the bet? So I'm going to go for. We both agree that the only way that we will will win back this nation, and you said it earlier, is if we win elections. Yes. And I, you're you're the ultimate in optimism, and I I appreciate that, Mayor. I'm a little more harder core thinking. <laughs> I thoroughly believe that these criminals that these communists will not allow us to take back the house or the senate oh hero all right so i accept i'm going to cut to the chase and then anything else you want to talk about the time is yours we have about three minutes and i want to give equal time uh to the call after you and we have to break at 7 30 exactly because i have a guest coming by at 7 35 all right so the bet is that if republicans win the house or the senate it's not does not to be both either or that I win a pizza that you will be pay- purchasing for me. Correct. Yes, sir. I accept. And you'll be buying me pizza. I am so po- this is this is very kind of you. It's it's I feel like it's charity. You just feel like I need I need to help. I need the pizza. I accept. I, I humbly accept. I graciously accept. And I'm going to be uh, probably wiping pizza sauce off of my face sometime uh, in the first or second week, probably the second week of uh, November, the election being on the 8th. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Mike, I am positive that Republicans are going to win the House. I know it. I know it. And that's awesome, brother. Now, remember, do I know they're going to cheat? Of course. This is why the margin isn't going to be 50 or more. It's going to be like 20 or 30. Uh, they, the reason I know I'm right about this, and, and the, the good news is I agree with you, regardless of the pizza, it's imperative that I'm right on this. Because if they have power any longer, we lose our country. Literally, they have two more years of having both houses of Congress. And this, this uh, Izzy Mandelbaum at, at uh, the White House, we're done. It's over. We lose, we lose the country. God's too great. God won't let it happen. The American people are not going to let it happen. And they're going to cheat. And they're going to cheat like hell. But they can't cheat enough to make up for how much they're going to lose by. I, I am so confident in this pizza wager, and I thank you. You're going to be you're going to be padding my statistics, Michael. And and I am so excited. I look forward, and my prayers are that I am buying you a pizza, Mayor. Of course, appreciate that because I do truly, truly do not want to lose this nation, Mayor. And you're nope. right; it would. Yep. So I'm going to I'm going to move on to something really really quick. Yep. No one wants to say this, Mayor, but I'm going to say it. You look at the statistics, and you look at. You look at the crime that's across this nation and look at the percentage of crime that is being committed by African-Americans. And I'm going to call it right now, Mayor. No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to say it. But it's 95 percent African-American. This crime wave is happening across this nation. And somebody has to look at it psychologically and find out what this actually is. But do I believe that Black Lives Matter? Yes, I do. 
And I believe that so many African-Americans don't believe that their lives matter. And that's what the problem is. But not only does Black Lives Matter, Mayor, but there's a new T-shirt that should come out that says Black Crime Matters also. And I'm going to leave you at that, brother. Hero, thank you. Have a great day. And it's good to talk to you. 25 minutes past the hour. We have Larry Passantrilli coming up in about 10 minutes. Time for one more call right here, right now. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Your last caller was not incorrect. 50% of the crime in this country is committed by 5% of the population. All you have to do is turn the TV on. Yeah, the only thing I, I was holding in abeyance, I don't think 90% of all crimes are committed by African-Americans. But it is a disproportionate amount of crime. And I think if you went into the tabulars of the offenses, uh, it's most oftentimes, but not always, it's very oftentimes black-on-black crime. Absolutely. Uh, 90% of black murder victims are killed by other blacks. So the people who want to defund the police are actually taking protections away from the people that they claim to care about the most. So that makes them the racist. We've talked about that before. Uh, Barack Obama said that America works best when everyone gets a fair shot, when everyone pays their fair share, and when everyone plays by the same set of rules. And I'll give you Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Rule number four is make the enemy live by their own set of rules. And Governor DeSantis is doing it now. And so is Gregory Abbott. And so is Ducey. And this is why they're getting trashed and being threatened to be prosecuted, uh, because it's fantastic what they're doing. Yeah. You claim you are a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state. Then wouldn't the best possible place for an immigrant to be living is in a place that is giving them sanctuary rather than a state that is not a sanctuary state? Hey, listen, what Ron DeSantis is saying is very reasonable. You are sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. They they should be celebrating the arrival of the illegals. This is what they espouse that they support. But you can see it's in it's in words only. It's in name only because Lori Lightfoot and Mayor Adams and, and gravelly voice Gavin Newsom, the growler, uh, and, and the like, Pelosi, they're all going bananas over this. Harry, do you know that Martha's Vineyard is 89% white? Yes. So th- that even I think it was DeSantis that brought that up and said this will be good for their diversity statistics. Uh, absolutely. These are the rich white liberals that are always telling us how much they care about these people. Now, but they're the same polluters that have a carbon footprint that is infinitely higher than anyone that they're complaining about, and that yet they are the ones complaining about uh, fossil fuels and things like that while their airplanes are idling and their big, large, gas-guzzling SUVs and so on and so forth. I'll tell you another thing we're going to have to get a handle on Somebody's going to have to be intellectually honest at some point and say, hey, this strip mining and all this stuff that's going on. I saw a report the other day. These rich minerals are in an area where they found mini snails. I'm not making this up. So there's a big fight right now 
that you can't get those minerals that you need for all these um, lithium batteries and things for the cars because the mini snails come first. They're, they're, they're so hypocritical. They're so tied up in knots with all of this that it's just ridiculous. Well, I, I defy anyone who who's, uh, swears by so-called electric cars to see video or, or, or photographs of the stripping that takes place to make the to get the rare earth minerals that go into these vehicles, and, and basically slaves that are doing the work. Yeah, but uh, going back to the the Martha's Vineyard thing, the Democrats have this thing where they think that merely saying they care is enough. They think they'll they'll be looked at as great people. Just uttering the words how much they care. Well, you know, the reason that I know you're right is even if we didn't have proof, we know it's true. It's just one of those things where if you're willing to embrace the truth, you know it. But every single example, when they get just a handful of what they call migrants, we would call illegal aliens. That's what they're supposed to be called. They're breaking the laws. My favorite thing yesterday was the gentleman who told my friend Griff Jenkins that the border is open, it's not closed. The proof is I am here. I got in because the border is open. And we came because we all have been told that the border is open. He laid a takedown. An illegal alien laid a takedown on Biden and their whole gang. It's fantastic. It's a a beautiful thing. And Barack Obama lives in a place among the very people that he spent eight years telling us were racist. Correct. Correct. But but that's the game. Everything they say, I've been saying this for 31 years, and it's even more, more obvious now. Everything they say, the exact opposite is true. What they accuse their opponents of, they are actually guilty of. Everything is a lie. Everything is opposite. Everything makes it bizarro world all right i went two minutes longer than i said i would andy so i've got to go larry passantrilli joins us next this is the same time next year appointment i'm very happy and senator gormley was the sponsor of it that we got a bonus um interview with larry at the atlantic city air show so that was a lot of fun and what we'll be doing when we come back is talking about wounded warriors week in longport and the fantastic job that they do making something so incredibly special uh can't wait to uh, welcome larry to the program right after this don't go away i'll be with the commander next this is the town square new jersey info and weather network it's 32 minutes past the hour harry hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our wpg talk radio 95.5 app A site survey that we have, I have the entire 12 pages, reveals major threat concerns at the Atlantic City MUA. Check out my article. Also, the ACMUA voted, this is a separate story, they voted to waive back due water bills for distressed property sales. When you buy a a distressed property at auction, you pay the bill that's owed. 
From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Dry air leads to cool mornings, like this one. It also allows for a fast warm-up, especially with sunny conditions. So temperatures are going to jump up in the next hour or two from the 40s and 50s into the 60s at least by late morning. And we'll top out around 78 this afternoon. Lots of sunshine and completely dry today. Few clouds tonight, low 57. Partly sunny and 79 tomorrow, 84 Sunday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Healthy life. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Hurley in the Morning, Larry Passantrilli, the commander of the American Legion Post 469 of Longport, New Jersey. Uh, it, it is a great post. They do amazing work. And uh, as I always tell you, I don't ask you to do what I haven't already done. We financially support them each year with a $500 grant. We're doing it. Uh, I need to get that out to Larry today because uh, I want you to have it. I, I know you've already taken care of what you need, but I want you to have it before Wounded Warriors Week. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about for about the next 15 minutes. Hey, Larry, welcome back. Good to uh, talk with you this morning. Morning, Harry. Great to talk with you the second time in a couple of weeks about our Wounded Warrior Week program. It is my pleasure. So let's get right into it. Let's go to the beginning. What is Wounded Warriors Week? Tell us about it, how it started and what it's all about. Okay, our Wounded Warrior Week has nothing to do with any other national program, No, not with the Wounded Warrior Project. It's our very own. And it started... Uh, uh, this will be our 11th year, but it, the concept started about 12, 13 years ago. We used to take a group of guys in a van to Walter Reed Hospital and visit the Wounded Warriors there. And one of our members uh, came up with the idea. His name was Donald Sheehan. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. But uh, he came up with the idea about why don't we uh, bring one of these Wounded Warriors to the Jersey Shore and treat him to a week-long vacation. So we talked about it for a while, said it was a great idea, and we set about doing it. And in 2012, we brought our first wounded warrior to the area, and it went off very well. It was very well supported by the people, the local folks, and it's become an annual event that everybody looks forward to now. Do me a favor. I want to make sure we do this now, and we'll do it at the very end. What's the address for the American Legion Post 469? Okay, American Legion Post 469, Post Office Box 441, 441, Longport, New Jersey, 08403. Beautiful. And on the check, just uh, put www in the memo line. Got it. Okay, I just wrote that down for myself as well. Uh, and thank you for that generous contribution. Honored to do so. You as, do as always. Yeah, you, well, you do great work, and we're we're happy to uh, to support the great work that you do. All right, so we 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 got a nice little capsule um, introduction into what Wounded Warriors Week is. Tell us about the latest installment. What's going to be happening? Well, this year we have a U.S. Army Ranger. His name is Trevor Brunel, and his wife Kara, who is a Army nurse. Up until recently, she's no longer with the Army, but she's still a nurse, and she's coming with Trevor. Uh, they actually met at Walter Reed while Trevor was going through his second set of operations. Uh, back in uh, 2016, he was, uh, Trevor was leading uh, his team 
against ISIS, and he took a machine gun round to the right knee. Uh, he had to come back to wound uh, to uh, Walter Reed. Underwent 33 surgeries and a six-month rehab. And the amazing thing is that uh, nine months after he was wounded, they were able to fix him up well enough and fit him with an external prosthesis and train him to run again. Wow. And once he was running again, he was back in the fight. He was sent in 2017 over to Jordan with his team to train Jordanian Rangers on fighting against ISIS. And then in 2017, he was back again in Afghanistan. Uh, this time he was uh, leading his team against ISIS and going downhill while in, infiltrating an ISIS village. And his foot got caught somehow and something twisted his knee so bad that uh, he had to come back and it it wasn't repairable after that. So unfortunately, Trevor was medically discharged from the uh, army on August 2nd, just a little over a month ago. So he gets to come here for a well-deserved uh, vacation. And uh, the thing about our Wounded Warrior Week, we don't just toss them the keys and say, hey, enjoy a nice week at the Jersey Shore. We tell them in advance, this is an interactive thing where you get to meet the people, the people get to meet you, and you are here to not only enjoy a well-deserved uh, vacation, but to represent other wounded warriors and troops uh, so that we can show everybody how much we appreciate the sacrifices that they made for us. Larry, I know one of the big things where the public, obviously when the public can help you financially, that's huge, but you, you've done such a great job uh, funding this uh, each and every year that one of your biggest appeals every year is folks being out on the parade route because that obviously makes it extremely memorable and special uh, for, for the wounded warrior. Let me give you the opportunity to make your annual appeal for why that's so important. Well, you got that exactly right. And a lot of people ask, well, what can we do? And of course the money's nice. And, uh, the, our contributors every year, you know, it's, it's no arm truth twisting. The, the money's there, but the most important thing that sets the tone for the whole week will happen on their arrival this coming Tuesday, September 20th. And what we're asking is everybody who possibly can in the whole Jersey Shore area to get along the parade route because Trevor and Kara have been intimately involved with the planning for the whole week. They know all their events except for this one. This is a secret. They don't know that they're going to have a motorcade parade four miles long when they come into town. We will take them to... Uh, Vendor Plaza uh, Shopping Center parking lot at 520 on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. And waiting for them there will be uh, a ton of uh, police vehicles, fire engines, and the American Legion riders. And we'll put them in a huge, beautiful, white stretch limo convertible so everybody can see them. And at 5.30 on Tuesday, we leave uh, Vendor Plaza Shopping Center, go down Dorset Avenue. Uh, a lot of people come along Dorset Avenue, a lot of the Vendor folks and offshore folks. And then down to Atlantic Avenue, hang a right and head to Longport, to 26th Avenue in Longport. So from Atlantic Avenue 
from Dorset in Atlantic to 26 in Atlantic and Longport, uh, the motorcade will travel at a slow speed. And uh, we're just asking for as many people to come out, bring your flags, wave your flags, bring signs, Trevor and Kara, Kara with a K, K-A-R-A, and welcome them to give them a nice, warm Jersey Shore welcome. Over the years, uh, what is the turnout typically like? Do people come through? Is it really, is it really spectacular? Is it people that you know are all over the place making it very special? How, how has the um, response been to this? The response has been terrific. I'd say easily in the hundreds. I don't know that it's reached a thousand, but uh, it's usually in clusters. They gather in certain areas and. Uh, the the important thing to note a lot of people might think oh well why go out there they're going to be passing by at about 10 to 15 miles an hour and it'll just be a momentary thing and then we go home well the thing to remember is that while it might be a momentary thing for each person who comes out along the parade route the image that this will create for the number of people that are out there for trevor and kara will last a lifetime and it will have an impact oh yeah because because for them they're experiencing it all along the parade route they see it all uh folks that come out right it's compartmentalized they they're just in their own bubble but for trevor and Kara, it's the whole experience and it really matters and it does matter we've had we've had wounded warriors uh, tell us in tears that you know they you know, went home after their rehab and everything. And, and some of these guys have had their good friends commit suicide, and mm. they can be very despondent. And they've told us until they came here, they thought nobody cared anymore, that the country didn't care, Americans didn't care. And they left here, you know, saying they'll never say that again. Oh, that's powerful. That's huge. Larry Passantrilli is our guest for the next few minutes that we have. It's 48 minutes past the hour. We have the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign. Four designated drivers coming up, Bill Elliott and Pam Tyson in the 8 o'clock hour. And then right at the end of that hour, I'll share with everyone what we're going to be doing. Uh, I promise you it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. Matter of fact, I will tease it. I will tease it at the end of this hour. When we come back from the commercial break after Larry, I will tease it real quick because we can't do it in the eight o'clock hour because we have something totally structured. And then you'll know ahead of time what we're going to be doing in the nine o'clock hour. It's going to be that fun. Uh, in terms of this year, is there anything you need, Larry, that you don't have? Uh, no, Harry, uh, we're, we're in good shape every other way. The, the welcoming thing is a big event and I appreciate the time that you're giving me to really encourage everybody to get out there for it this that's what everybody in this area can do to help us with this uh, event. And Larry, remind again, I heard the time that you said, but what time, and of course, the, the, depending on what section of the parade route you're on, if you're in, you know, middle of Margate or towards the end of Margate or beginning of Longport, obviously the, 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 the limo will be coming later. But what time should folks be out and ready to be a part of the parade route? We're asking everybody to be out there. We we promise we won't leave Ventnor uh, Ventnor Plaza parking lot before five thirty. Might be a couple minutes after that, but five thirty is our target. So be out along the parade route, Dorset Avenue, 
all along Dorset Avenue, down to Atlantic, and then Atlantic to Longport 26th Avenue. Be out there by 5.30 this coming Tuesday, September 20th. That's the big day. The weather's supposed to be fantastic. It is. So uh, school children, come on out. Parents, bring your kids. Teachers, bring your classes. Encourage them to come out. Uh, as many people as we can get out there, the better impression we make on uh, Trevor and Kara when they go by. It's going to be quite amazing. By 5.30, it will be 79 degrees. It'll be light wind, probably about eight miles an hour out of the southwest. Uh, basically, I was going to say 0% chance, but 97% chance that it will not be raining. It's not going to be raining. I don't think you could have ordered it up any better. It's going to be great. Visibility will be great, 10 miles of visibility. Uh, so there's no problem, you know, with anything like that. Uh, it's it's all systems go. I know you don't suffocate uh, the wounded warriors uh, when they're here, but you do structure a number of things. You also have time in there where if they want to do something and freelance, you know, it's not every second is go, 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 go like crazy, but give people an idea. We have about a, a minute and a half, Larry. What are some of the things structured wise that you have planned? Well, we tell, we tell our wounded warrior guests that uh, we can plan in as much structure or as much free time as they want. Uh, this year's Wounded Warrior, Trevor and Kara, they they went about 50-50. So they'll, they'll be doing boating. They'll be doing kayaking. They'll be treated to dinners and shows and stuff like that. But uh, Kara says her happy place is on the beach. So they, they have a beautiful uh, uh, beach block home in Longport that they'll be staying at. Uh, and they she couldn't be happier. It's a 30-second walk to the beach. So... Uh, their free time will be fine. They'll be treated to a photo shoot and, you know, have some nice photos that, that'll be sent to them when they get home to remind them. We're also uh, going to be taking, each year we take a video, uh, get some people out along the route to, you know, make up videos and we put it together for them and send it to them so that the video will be of the parade and they'll be able to really relive that experience because they'll, they'll probably be a little numb when they're oh, going yeah. through it. The first uh, time. It's so true. It's going to be it's going to be overwhelming. Larry Passantrelli, Commander, American Legion Post 469 of Longport, New Jersey. It's Wounded Warriors Week right around the corner. Tuesday, September 20th, have the parade route, ladies and gentlemen, between Ventnor and Longport ready to go in place at 530. And then you'll be right on the parade route when uh, Trevor and Kara come by, you won't miss them. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of uh, fanfare around them, and also you, you, you really can't miss a, a nice, beautiful, clean, stretched, white limo convertible. It's very, very special. Larry, we'll make on-air announcements on Monday and Tuesday. I think that's going to be very important when it's the closest uh, to the actual um, motorcade parade, and uh, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. You too, Harry. Thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome, Larry. All the best. We'll be in touch. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm going to tell you what we're doing today in the 9 o'clock hour. And, of course, next hour we have Bill and we have Pam and the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers. And they're really iconic. It really is. The Hero Walk and Fun Run uh, is coming up fast approaching on Sunday, October 16th.
Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back approaching 58 minutes past the hour. Coming up right after the top of the hour news break, the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers. And it's, it's sort of the home stretch, if you will. We're, we're, we're going to have the good fortune, though, to be able to promote it uh, today and also uh, during next month's program, which we're actually going to move up uh, a full week so that, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to do the program uh, after the, um, the, I mean, you could have a great debriefing of it all, but I, I think that Bill's absolutely right. It's better to give the push uh, before. So we'll, um, we'll have two visits Prior to Sunday, October 16th, the iconic annual Hero Walk and Fun Run. Pam Tyson, Bill Elliott will be here uh, and we'll be promoting that, of course. And now let me just take the um, the music's going to play us off the stage in just a few seconds. Let me tell you what we're going to be doing in the nine o'clock hour. And this is a um, it's a last minute topic fill in. But that hardly matters because we've done this topic a few times over the past 31 years together and it's gangbusters every single time because most people either like or even love movies i know you can't love an inanimate object but i use the term uh, with permission and sparingly and uh not literally but figuratively i for one i love movies uh i watched a great movie with margie last night that i'm recommending where the crawl dads sing i know that the titles sound strange uh the plot is amazing the movie gets better and better the whole movie long. It's a fabulous movie for a couple, for a family. Uh, it's really, really well acted. Great movie, Where the Crawl Dads Sing. Our topic in the 9 o'clock hour will be, what is your favorite movie? It's For me, it's very challenging. I have one, but it's really a tough thing. I'd like to have a choice of maybe about three, four, or five, if you say what's your favorite movie. But the topic will be, in the 9 o'clock hour, after Bill and Pam. What is your favorite movie of all time? You get ready. What an hour that's going to be coming up in a little bit. WBGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's six minutes past the hour. Very, very pleased to report that it is time to uh, spend a great deal of focus this morning here, this hour, to help end drunk driving uh, in our area, in our state, and beyond. The John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers begins right now. And in addition, of course, uh, I, I believe much of the highlights of this hour will be promoting the upcoming iconic Hero Walk and Fun Run. Uh, and we have Bill Elliott, the chairman, the founder of the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers and Pam Tyson, both here for the full hour. Welcome, Bill. We'll go to you first. Welcome. How are you? Well, good. Nice to be with you, Harry. Uh, happy Friday. Yes. <laughs> good to be with you, too, and, and with Pam. So, Bill, you give the uh, take the first comment. Uh, 
I know we're going to talk about the uh, the walk and the fun run, but what's been happening at the John R. Elliott Hero campaign for designated drivers? Well, as you know, Harry, we're now in our 22nd year. I know. Hard to believe. And it uh, uh, seems like yesterday that we lost our son, but uh, a great deal has been accomplished, we think, over the last 22 years to uh, prevent uh, something that really is the most preventable uh, malady that is really uh, facing our country. And, and that is uh, not just drunk driving, but drunk and drugged driving yeah. people with uh, all kinds of impairments that shouldn't be on the road. And <clears throat> and you see headlines every day. So it's not a problem that has gone away. It's not one that we have solved. It's one that we are making progress against, we believe, as we educate people, not only to the importance of not driving drunk, but also the fact that uh, getting a ride home with somebody who has not been drinking is has never been easier. Whether it's a friend, whether it's a co-worker, whether it's Uber, uh, you know, there's really no excuse for driving uh, after you've been drinking. And uh, the consequences are pretty severe. Uh, I mean, I think people are knowing and know what faces you if you uh, are arrested, uh, God forbid, if you hurt somebody, including yourself, uh, so there really is no reason to, to do this anymore. That being said, <clears throat> we're continuing our efforts to educate uh, both young people and, and uh, older folks uh, that uh, you know having a designated driver is, we believe, the cure for drunk driving. So uh, the latest uh, in terms of what we've accomplished and what we're doing is we are ramping up and stepping up our activities to um, – educate young people, uh, as well as the public. We have our hero cars, as you know, we've been at that for, for some time. Uh, Oceans started with Ocean City. Now we are up to 12 uh, different towns uh, and municipalities that have hero cars that have the hero message, be a hero, be a designated driver, wrapped on their cars so they become moving billboards. And uh, we're awaiting word on a state grant that would take that program statewide. So keep your fingers crossed. We will, too. Uh, that would be a major step forward. In addition, we got a grant from Honda to purchase uh, simulators. Uh, these are computer screens that sit on a desk and literally driver's ed students, high school students, sit there with a wheel with pedals and and drive through a course on screen it's like a video game but they do it with uh, the motions all being impaired to simulate drunk driving and we think that's going to be a game changer that's going to start in october the first school we're going to be in is uh egg harbor township high school where our son and daughter went to school uh and you're going to be hearing a lot more about that Hey, Bill, I love that. You you know, you've been here when we've done it. We've actually had on his show, we've had Dr. Bob in studio, Dr. Bob Zlotnick, with the, I don't know the official name of them. I'll just call them the, uh, I could call them drunk goggles, but the impairment glasses. And oh my gosh, when you put them on and you're completely sober and you put these impairment glasses on, that's unbelievable. That's physical type of um uh, example and you put them on and you you walk into walls and you, you you just can't get your bearings it's it's that challenging because it alters your your whole perception you're talking about something at a very high tech level 
that I think in particular young people love that kind of thing where they would be doing it right at a digital device. That That is a game changer, isn't it, Bill? Yeah, and it, I mean, it literally takes what you're talking about and puts it on the desktop. Yes. and it makes, it, it makes it a virtual experience. It's a virtual experience, and it, and it puts it in a mode that kids love, they understand, they're, it's easy for them. We, I tried it with our granddaughters, one's 13, one's 10. Uh, they love it. It has a, has a practice mode where you can just practice regular driving. Then it has the impaired mode and a, a texting mode, a distracted mode. And in both the impaired and the distracted modes, uh, if you hit something, if you hit somebody, uh, you know, uh, the police come. If you're injured, the medics come. They have a, like with videos, and then you're arrested if, if you've caused a crime. Uh, so it really brings home in a very dramatic fashion to kids the consequences. So it's not funny. It, it, it's fun at the beginning because it's like, a, you know, it's like a video game. You're learning how to drive. But once you get in an accident, uh, they realize this is real stuff. Yeah, it's fun. So, it's fun. Uh, it's fun until it gets real serious. That's right. Now, let me ask you a follow-up on this. Is the text, texting while driving, and some people even just can't help themselves. It's almost, it's, it, it's not almost, it is. I'll take the word almost out. It's an addiction. People can't put the digital devices down, uh, you know, even while driving. So they're texting. Uh, they're probably even looking at stuff on the screen and things like that. Is texting and distracted driving because of digital devices is that actually more of a issue than actually drunk driving? Well, I, I would say it's as big a problem. I'm, I'm not sure which one is you know, statistically worse in terms of the number of accidents. <clears throat> but when you take your eyes off the road and you're traveling at 40, 50 you know, miles an hour, even a normal rate around town, uh, if you're... you're uh, if your attention is off the road for a couple of seconds, you've traveled hundreds of feet, uh, you know, without even seeing where you're going. Yeah. So if somebody stops ahead of you or whatever, I mean, it's it's obviously a bad thing to do. <clears throat> We're going to have to address that as a nation. Luckily, I say luckily, we'll see. Uh, there, are, I think there are technological solutions to that problem, like making sure if you're in a car that a phone doesn't work. Or something like that. Um, by, by the way, it exists now. Uh, on my phone, it's an option. Some people have it on. Some people have it off. If I am called, well, I shouldn't say called because I can answer the phone hands-free in the car. And I know that's not perfect, Bill, but at least it's not with the um, holding the handset and that type of illegal thing that a lot of people still do. Or even if they're talking with the phone in their hand, you know, it's, it's just very distracting. There's there's evidence of that. You, you can even get into uh, the stereo, the radio and CDs or your um, digital now with the thumb drives. You know, all that is very distracting uh, as well. But in terms of um, texting me while I'm in the car, my phone automatically, it takes the text but it sends, it shoots right back to the sender that I am driving. And it has some other message that it gives with it. Uh, I think that's a very good thing to have because then you just deal with that when you get to where you are or the next chance you have. And it actually just can automatically do that for you. That technology is there now. 
Well, it's it's one of those things that we all should be more uh, aware of and uh, have better discipline around these issues <clears throat> because you know a, a license to drive is a right. It's not a, or it's a privilege, not a right. Uh, and uh, the privilege comes with responsibilities. And of course, uh, if you get in an accident and it's your fault because of any of these problems, uh, drunk driving or, or distracted driving. It's like, it could be life-changing for you. It could ruin your life. No doubt. Let's go to the break. I, I want to get, of course, I want to get to all the content you came here, planned to do. But I also want to get in. Maybe we could do this real quick when we come back. I think more needs to be done. Maybe it's in the works. I've heard different things from friends of mine in the legislature. But, for example, this term, I wrote it down in my day timer because I'm going to make it part of my vernacular. I had never heard it called that before. I like that. I don't like it, but I like the. I like the just making famous drug drug driving because obviously now recreation marijuana. Now, of course, it's not legal in terms of smoking in the car and becoming impaired and uh, or eating, you know, marijuana food, gummies and this kind of thing. And, and then be a distracted driver, impaired driver, I should say, in that way. It's very clear, you know, the DUI, the, the ALCA test and all of that. Uh, it's a lot different if you're talking about ascertaining someone who is impaired, something that's not alcohol. Bill, I want to get a comment from you and Pam, if you have a comment on that when we come back. And then, of course, we'll, we'll transition right into the upcoming annual Hero Walk and Fun Run that we're going to have the privilege to help promote this month. And we're moving up the John R. Elliott Hero campaign for designated drivers next month so that we can do another uh, promotion for it prior to the event actually taking place. With Bill Elliott and Pam Tyson, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 23 minutes. Uh, actually, I'm rushing it. 22 minutes past the hour. It's the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers. And we'll be promoting in just a moment the upcoming Hero Walk and Fun Run with Bill Elliott, Chairman Pam Tyson. Uh, that's fast approaching right around the corner next month. So we're we're going to be there before you know it. Bill, if I, if you'd entertain me on my... Uh, item that I that I teased right before the break. I guess at some point we've got to tighten up the laws and things when it comes to some of the other forms of impaired driving because some of them I mean you you can do I guess if you get the ability to do a blood test or something you can test for marijuana or something like that but obviously it's just not the same. It's it's with the Alka test right on the spot. Uh, you know, there you go. And then that would, of course, even though it's only an allegation at that point, it would it would then enact John's law and these things where the car would be impounded and and all of that. Uh, I'm not asking you to agree with me or disagree, but what are your thoughts relative to some of the other forms of impaired driving that, at least in my estimation, I don't think that the, the, the laws and such are as tight as they need to be? Well, yeah, uh, you know, marijuana is going to be a tricky, tricky subject. It started out uh, as a, as a medical issue, so that people have the ability to get, uh, you know, and, and not just uh, the the 
smoking version of marijuana, but pills and gummies and things like that. So it's easy for people to think that, you know, I'm not impaired. Same goes for prescription drugs. Uh, you know, I think this, this comes down to the issue of, uh, of self-responsibility. Uh, it is tough for police, and they have training, new training. I guess they're going to be developing new devices to try to detect uh, whether you're under the influence. Uh, the problem with marijuana, too, is that I think it stays in your bloodstream much longer than alcohol does. So it's, it's a very tricky issue, but the bottom line is this. If you have any substance that causes, that impairs your judgment or ability to drive, and that's what these simulators are going to show kids, uh, just don't, don't do it. Don't drive, have somebody else drive. It, it is so easy to have somebody else drive you. I haven't met one parent, whenever we talk about the issue, who doesn't say, I've always told my kids, if you, you know, I've been drinking or around people that are drinking or whatever, uh, call me anytime, night or day. I'll come get you. No questions asked. We just want to make sure you're safe. Every parent says that. Yeah. And yet, you know, people still do it, young and old. And uh, the whole point of our campaign and, and our walk, which you mentioned, which is coming up Sunday, October 16th in Ocean City, uh, Pam and I will be giving you all the details. And I, I know Pam is champion at the bit to give you all the details on that. Uh, it, it's all about not only educating people uh, and getting people together uh, on a very important uh, subject and cause, but also what happens with these, these, these walks that we have, both here and in other parts of the state, is that victim families, uh, families that have lost loved ones, uh, come and, and uh, pay tribute to the people they've lost, grieve the people they've lost. So it is both a healing process it is uh, because of the nature of our campaign, calling designated drivers heroes. It is an upbeat uh, day, but it also is a sad day. We have a memory banner that lists all the pictures, has all the pictures of people that have lost loved ones, of their loved ones. And they come and they they grieve at, the, at that banner. So it's a very moving experience when you come to the walk, as well as one that's uplifting because we believe there's a solution there's a light at the end of the tunnel if we enlighten people to the importance of having a designated driver. What a powerful comment, Bill, and thank you for that. All right, let's promote now the upcoming John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers, Hero Walk and Fun Run. Uh, you want to bring Pam into the conversation right now to open things up? Sure, Pam. Good morning, Pam. Take it away. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, Bill. How are you all doing? Great. Great. It sounds all sounds wonderful. And of course, Bill just stole my entire opening paragraph about why <laughs> I love to walk so much. Uh, so anyway, um, but it is uh, the community. I'm saying Pam deals with a lot of the victim families yeah. leading up to the walk. So that's very near and dear I to do, her. I, I just, as, as are the, Elliott family, who has shown so much strength and grace over the year by promoting this walk. And um, I think if I can speak for you, Bill, a little bit, that there is some healing for you involved with this walk. We found that with the other victim families that we had a huge walk with the Sot family up in Clark earlier this year. And we had a nice barbecue, another huge, nice barbecue dinner with the Yule family. And it's a mixture, as Bill was saying, of bittersweetness of 
it's just a very sad day to remember your loved one. But at the other hand, there is some healing involved that, you know, I'm celebrating this person's life who was an exceptional human being that was taken from us way, way, way too young. Um, and again, the victim ba uh, banner that Bill talked about, I think, really hits home with some of the younger people because there's a young man on there who I think is eight years old. He's not even a man. He's a boy, eight years old, that's on the victim banner. Um, and we have a sponsor that comes every year because as a he was a young man, he was an EMT, and he was one of the first on the scene when that eight-year-old was killed by a drunk driver. So he comes to also heal as a sponsor and a participant um, to spend time with that family. So it's there's so many emotions behind this walk, but on the other hand, it's a very uplifting day. We have a lot of fun. Um, the students from the high schools are there with giant banners that they've pledged to be designated drivers or to not drive drunk. Um, the cheerleaders come, the Absagami FBLA comes with a lot of enthusiasm. So um, to make sure that their friends are safe. And as you well know, our office is in Stockton and often I'll have Stockton students come by and I'm like, they're like, oh wait, I walked in your walk when I was at EHT or when I was at Mainland or something like that. So the message is staying with them. So it's, it's very exciting. Very, very um, important opening, Pam. Pam, what are the details? How can people get involved, uh, individuals, teams, uh, talk about the different ways to participate? So it is Sunday, October the 16th, and um, it is along the Ocean City, New Jersey boardwalk, which is just obviously a great venue for us to go to. Um, it start, registration starts at 9 a.m., um, and that is just a little bit inside the Ocean City sports and civic um, one. So some people are out there still concerned about wanting to stay outside most of the time. Um, it's just a great quick registration. And then we're all back in the basketball courts behind the uh, Civic Center where we have all of our activities back there. But we would encourage everyone to sign up ahead of time because we like to have T-shirts for everybody who participates. So the more we have a handle on who's coming, it helps. Um, and that you go to HeroWalkRun.org. And um, it's a very easy sign up online if you start a team it's an easy way to sh share your link with other people and or if you just join as a participant and you want to help raise some extra money it's very easy to share your link of your particular page and people can donate to your page um so again we start at nine at ten we have a one mile fun run open to all ages it's included in your registration fee and you can run and walk 10.30, we have a very nice opening ceremonies that we recognize our sponsors, we recognize our memory teams. Um, and then we move on to the walk at 11 o'clock. And I'm sure Bill will want to tell you a little bit more about the police cars that'll be there because that's always really exciting to see our hero cars. Um, so it's a real full day. And we have a disc jockey, John Lockhart is back again. And we have and, um, snacks and just a great, great, morning of celebration rain or shine and we've done both we are at the halfway point great beginning guys we have a lot more important content coming up straight ahead right after the break it's 31 minutes past the hour you're listening to the john r elliott hero campaign for designated drivers program and we're promoting the upcoming hero walk and fun run sunday october 16th 
6th Street and the Boardwalk in Ocean City and all the information. I know they have an actual direct link, but you can get it very, very quickly as well. Top of the fold, there's a banner ad right there. I saw it just a little while ago. HeroCampaign.org. Not just a banner ad, but a hyperlink to the um, sign-up page and everything that Pam was just telling you about how you can sign up, how you can have a team, how you can add to the team. So it's very, very well done, very easy to navigate. We'll be back much more straight ahead with Bill and with Pam. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Because of you, proud to say, and it's all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A site survey that we have our hands on. We've got it. It's revealing. It reveals major threat concerns at the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority. Check it out on the app. Uh, or on the website. The Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority also recently voted to waive back due water bills. We have that story on the website and the app. And our very fine Atlantic County Prosecutor, Will Reynolds, supports the creation of a first ever. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. It's chilly out there. Starting off your Friday with temperatures in the 40s and 50s across South Jersey. One of the coolest mornings of the season so far. The incredibly dry air will warm up quickly later this morning, reaching a high of 78 today. Another spectacular September day. Mostly sunny, barely a breeze. Few clouds tonight, low 57. And tomorrow, partly sunny with a high of 79. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. It is uh, 40 minutes past the hour. It's the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers. Bill Elliott, Chairman and Founder, Pam Tyson. Uh, if you've just joined the program, they've been promoting the upcoming Sunday, October 16th, Hero Walk and Fun Run, 6th Street and the Boardwalk in Ocean City. HeroCampaign.org, HeroCampaign.org. And if you click on the link to the um, Hero Walk and Fun Run, everything you need is right there. Everything that Pam was telling you about uh, is right there at your ready reference. Bill, Pam was saying you might want to talk a little bit about the um, the Hero Cars. Time is yours. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> one of the purposes, certainly, of our walk, in addition to bringing attention uh, heightening, heightening awareness of the need to have a designated driver if you're drinking uh, and to avoid drunk driving. But uh, it also is a fundraiser. And uh, some of the things that we use the funds to support are, are our Hero Patrol Car Program. And uh, it has grown rapidly, uh, and we expect it to continue to grow, where we wrap police cars with our Hero message <clears throat> they literally becoming uh, become rolling billboards. They now we have twelve different uh, cities, and I, I can rattle them all off usually, but I'll forget one and then I'll feel bad. But uh, but most of them are at the shore. We have uh, one in Vineland and also one in uh, Evesham Township in Mullica um, or in uh, Marlton. 
But uh, all along the shore, uh, you know, Atlantic City and Pleasantville and uh, Longport has a Humvee, uh, which you can see if you just go by their tennis courts <laughs> uh, right along the beach there. Uh, Ocean City was the first. Uh, we have Sea Isle. They're very proud of theirs. And uh, Lower Township. Uh, they, they all will be there at the walk, and they will form a parade down the boardwalk uh, leading the, the walkers. And uh, it's uh, we started it last year, and it's a real crowd pleaser, and it uh, is very dramatic, and it shows uh, very visually and graphically uh, how we use some of the funds to uh, really spread the message of how important this is. And we think that our partnership with law enforcement, uh, with schools and colleges, uh, with us with professional sports teams like the Phillies and, and some NFL teams, uh, it all is an important element of our basic goal, which is to end drunk driving and uh, to tell people that uh, the end of drunk driving is as simple as somebody getting a ride home with somebody who hasn't been drinking. Bill, you raise such a good point about law enforcement getting involved in a way that would, I guess people would call it community policing and things like that. I think one of the greatest things, I loved it when when I was a member of the Ventnor Board of Education, that was the era, it was a long time ago, when the D.A.R.E. program started. And when police officers have a role in the community that isn't just when they're locking someone up or doing enforcement type work, I think it's huge. Let me give you an example. Since six o'clock this morning, the Atlanta County Prosecutor, the Atlantic City, um, the Atlantic County Prosecutor Office staff, the Atlantic City Police Department, and Jewish Family Services—they're on the boardwalk right now, and they're passing out what they call blessing bags. It has food, water. Uh, it's it's their boardwalk outreach program. I, I know it's not a direct nexus to what we're talking about, but it really is in the same realm of law enforcement getting involved in the community. So if that car is on patrol, that's one thing. It's part of, you know, whatever's going on in in terms of the actual police duties of of any particular shift. But that car, like you mentioned, I I love driving by the long way when I'm coming. Bill, you know where I live because we were a couple of doors away from each other for a number of years. So I like coming down 559 over the Longport Bridge and I come in. I see it all the time. And it's it's beautiful to see that because it is it's a great vehicle, but it's a healthy reminder about the program, isn't it, Bill? It is, and they're very proud of it. Uh, Ray Bergen, the sergeant who uh, really spearheaded a lot of it, and uh, Frank Holmone, the chief, uh, are good friends. And uh, I think they're as proud of the vehicle as we are. That's why they park it where they do. Uh, and uh, we just... I had a dedication ceremony on Memorial Day for the new cars for uh, Linwood, which you also can see if you go down Route 9, they park it right by Route 9 in their parking lot. I see it all the time. Uh, and also Ventnor, uh, Joe Fussner and, and his uh, uh, his office and officers. And, uh, you know, when we had the dedication, I asked uh, Chief Fussner, I said, because the, the each car is a little distinct, a little different color scheme, a different design. And uh, the one in uh, Ventnor is distinctly yellow. It's yellow and blue with a lot of yellow. 
and sort of a canary yellow look. And I said, you know, were, were the officers looking forward to or were they not so sure they wanted to drive this thing around? He said, no, no, they fight to drive this car. They I love can, this car. I can imagine. And that's just great to hear. Without a doubt. Let's get our final break in. I can't believe how fast the show is going. And when we come back, we'll turn it back to Pam and she can share more information if there are any sponsorships that are still available or anything that you need or any information that you want to impart. Anyone that's listening right now that has missed any of today's program later today when Chris uploads uh, the show, you can download it. Uh, You can create a download right on your phone and you can listen uh, to this program on demand on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 smartphone app. I want to thank a very dear friend of mine. This this guy is the real deal. He is not only a lieutenant colonel, but he's also a doctor. Yes, he's a doctor and a lieutenant colonel. Uh, Dr. Colonel, I call him Colonel. He always says, call me you know, something else. I can't do it. Uh, I usually call him Colonel. I sometimes call him Doctor. Uh, lieutenant Colonel Dr. Mukesh Roy, who was just a beautiful man, uh, and I know he just stopped by. He he puts a beautiful item in our silent auction for our upcoming October 7th, Friday night charity dinner and silent auction at Resorts Casino Hotel. So, Dr. Roy, I know you were here. I'm sorry that I missed you, and uh, I'll be in touch. We're with uh, Bill Elliott and Pam Tyson. It's the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign. Four designated drivers will be back right after this on the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's number one news talk station, all because of you. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If Bill and Pam don't mind, I have to make a quick announcement. I picked up the package that Dr. Makesh Roy left and Bill, you'd be proud because just like the message that I have on my phone when I texted him, my incredible thank you, it pops up. I'm driving with focus turned on. I'll see your message when I get where I'm going. And that just comes, if you do that with me, that's the message you're going to get. You can personalize it too, I believe, but I just go with the message that they do. Dr. Roy has donated a Joe Theismand. And when I tell you, the, the penmanship on this, his autograph is so artistic. Number seven, 1970 All-American, let's go Irish, exclamation point. A Notre Dame gold helmet signed by one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, uh, the great Joe Theismann, who, of course, went on to uh, Washington Redskins fame. But that's not all. He also has donated a pair of beautiful cufflinks that have embedded in them uh, and it just looks gorgeous. Uh, wood, and they're, they're both um, with the Steiner certificates of authenticity, Steiner memorabilia. And it says right on this, it's in a beautiful box, and it has the uh, certificate of authenticity. These cufflinks were crafted from Notre Dame Stadium bench. Oh my gosh, this is going to be such a popular item. And I, I think we're going to do them maybe as a package. I'll think about it. Maybe two separate items. We'll see. Anyhow, Bill, thank you for giving me that extra minute to uh, pump up our silent auction on October 7th. Pam, let me turn it back to you. Uh, Let's talk about the fast-approaching Hero Walk and Fun Run Sunday, October 16th. Sounds great. So um, 
what right now you can go online to herowalkrun.org and or you can go to our website herocampaign.org and click on the walk um, button there and it'll take you right to the registration page you can either start a team come up with a great name whatever you want to do and after you start the team you will get your own personal page and you will get a team page and then you can start to invite your friends to either donate and or to join your team. And um, it's very easy. I personally, I create a page for myself. I create a team for myself and my friends. And then I'll just start posting it on Facebook or um, Instagram and people see it, they click on it and they either make a donation or they join my team, um, which is all, you know wonderful. And so my team grows. And um, then from that point, you know, you can just tell your friends about it. If you have friends that love QR codes, we can always get you a QR code for your particular team or your particular page so you can share that. Um, so anyway, so that's for the pre-registration, which we encourage most of you to do because it gives you time to build your team. But often a lot of people aren't sure of their schedule. We do obviously take day of registrations and that will start at nine o'clock on Sunday, October 16th. We have an awesome group of volunteers who have probably, some of them been with us all 11 years of this walk. And we just, it's great. We put them in their position and they go with it. Um, we love them all. And then um, again, you're, it's 25, ahead of times, it's $25 for adults, 15 for students. And that gets you to both run and walk and or run or walk. The run is a one-mile fun run. You basically run from 6th Street down to about 10th Street. We'll have people there to show you where to turn around, and then you run back. Again, all just fun, all ages. We've had young kids to older people. Uh, the walk is you walk as long as you want to. Um, some people, particularly we have some very dedicated victim families that really put in a nice long walk because it's so important to them. Even in the rain, we see them out, like, walking. Um and uh, the important part, of course, is our ceremonies at 1030. And that's when we spend a lot of time getting our message out to so many people. And the more people that show up, the more we get the message out. We've got a great group of sponsors that have come in. If you want to be a sponsor and you want to get on our T-shirt, we're going to need you to be a sponsor by September 29th, because that's when I have to get the T-shirt to the printer within a day of that point. It takes a while to get it done. Um, and again, you just go to our walk site and there is a click on to be a sponsor site there, or you can call us at, um, our work phone is 609-626-3880, or you can call my work cell phone, which is 609-233-4787. And these are all on our website too. Two-minute drill, great narrative, great overview, Pam. Uh, very, very well done. A lot of information, very clear and concise about what's happening. And again, HeroCampaign.org, all the information is right there on demand. Bill, closing minute and a half or so, closing comments. Yeah, uh, well done, uh, uh, Pam. And uh, if you want to be a T-shirt sponsor, it's uh, $500. And uh uh, they're going fast, and uh, we certainly appreciate uh, the sponsorship of many, many companies, businesses around town and around the state. And, uh, you know, one of our newer uh, sponsors, uh, uh, annual sponsors, is Foster Carney uh, Fund in uh, in Ocean City, along with uh, 
uh, a lot of these victim family uh, sponsorships that, that Pam mentioned, the Sot family, Yule family. So it's going to be a, a, a great day uh, for us to celebrate, acknowledge, and also uh, make sure that people understand the seriousness of not only the problem, but the fact that the solution is as close as their best friend, their loved one who can drive them home. Uh, we uh, fund billboards. Uh, you'll see billboards all over town on the expressway. We have the Hero of the Year program with uh, Stockton and other colleges where they'll pick up an outstanding student-designated driver. We'll put their picture up on a billboard uh, with our partners, Clear Channel. And uh, that's life-changing for the people that are being acknowledged, as well as getting the message across. Here's an example of somebody doing something right. Uh, so, you know, the Hero Campaign just keeps marching forward uh, with our belief that with more enlightenment, more education, and more programs and activities like the Hero Walk, uh, we can lick this problem and we can make sure that people are safe and there's no more victims of DUI and impaired driving. And we're at the finish line. Great job to both of you. And we'll reconvene on Friday, October 14th, just a few days before the event. City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. All right, guest list. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Oh, man, I was just having a little off-air fun uh, talking Yankees baseball. Uh, It also uh, involved the Los Angeles Dodgers, which you have to say, they're playing phenomenal right now. Uh, I'd be the first to say right now they're the best team in baseball. However, the Yankees, I think, have their mojo back. They're on a four-game winning streak, 31 games over five hundred. They have had a ton of injuries as they get healthier, and I— think they're going to get healthy at just the right time it's going to be very interesting the Yankees have to get past the the Houston Astros which is always tough for them uh the Dodgers look they got they have to get past some good teams the Mets and some other decent teams I think the Dodgers have an easier path to get to the World Series than the Yankees do I think it's a little more competitive in the American League and I think the teams there's a bit more depth in terms of great teams But anything can happen. And the other shocker is, I've done this. Go back in time and see how often a wild card team wins it. You've got the Dodgers with a 21-game lead in their division. There's never a night that they play that is a pressure moment. Even if, it, even if it's a tie game and it's a bottom of the night, all right, so they lose a game. They're, they're now 41 games over 500 and not 42 or whatever. Uh, th- I, this is my theory. I think I'm right about it. The wild card teams that have to keep playing and they have to keep winning and maybe they have to win a final game of the season just to get into the playoffs, and then they have to play one of those play-in games and these different things that they do now with this expanded format. Wild-card teams, I think, have done better than division winners. 
And I, I think I know the reason why. They have, it's just like have you, there have been college teams and other examples in basketball where they've never had to make two free throws with one second left in the game to either win the game or send the game into overtime. If you don't have a challenge, you can get knocked off. You come in and you haven't had any stiff competition. I, I think uh, the Dodgers could fall victim to running away with things. I've seen it. And, and they don't have it when it counts the most. Now, they're a great team. I was just talking to my friend who brought this up to me and said, the teams that have, you need two great starters. If you have three, it's Nirvana. But there's a reason why. Houston with Verlander, uh, Dodgers now with um, Clayton Kershaw and all the, the pitchers that they have. If you have the two or three stud, great starters, it's advantage you in the, in the, in the playoffs. You know that, how they say in football that defense wins, even though you see these high-flying offenses and you think they're going to win, but it's defense that wins. Pitching wins, especially in these short series. So it's going to be interesting. I've been saying from the beginning that I believe that it, I've said from before the season started that I anticipated the Dodgers and the Yankees in the World Series. We'll see what happens. All right, here we go. And this is only going to work with you. So pretty please make those phone lines happen at 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. My motivation also, I have just sitting right in front of me this, I, I'm going to have to place a bid, I think. I don't know. Uh, this gorgeous Joe Theismann gold Notre Dame helmet, authentic uh, product, authentic autograph with a, a lot of inscription. Joe Theismann, number seven, 1970, All-American. Let's go Irish, exclamation point, courtesy of Dr. Mukesh Roy, who is just a beautiful man and a great friend of mine. And he didn't leave it at that. He also donated, it's going to be perfect, either as a second item or as a package deal, with certificate of authenticity, cufflinks that have an inset. Each one of them have a beautiful inset that were crafted from Notre Dame Stadium Bench with the Steiner Sports Memorabilia Certificate of Authenticity. And then you know it's... 100% all of it, 100% authentic. Dr. Roy, thank you for your partnership. All right, so here's the topic. It only works with you. We go nowhere without you on the phone lines at 609-407-1450. Simple question. If you're like me, it's not a simple answer. It gets tough. What is your favorite movie of your lifetime? Favorite, Maybe not even your lifetime. Let me say it like this your favorite movie of all time. It may be a movie that predates your lifetime because there's a lot of great older movies. Some people say the older movies are much better, much better directed, just much better in general. I, I, I look at some of the, um, just the technology and how incredible I mean, you take, for example, and it might not be your favorite movie of all time, but you take, it's fresh in my mind, you take Top Gun Maverick. 
my goodness, you're in the cockpit with Tom Cruise. And that's how they meant it to be. And of course, now we can watch these movies on IMAX and it's just, it's just incredible. So I will tell you my, I have to say basically three and I'll let you say at least two or so. Can't go on and on and on and on because I think once we start getting calls, it's going to be right through the finish line and we'll be wishing we had another hour. Uh, but Brian Kilmeade uh, wouldn't wouldn't go for that today, I don't think. So what is your favorite movie of all time? And tell us why. Tell us who was in it. 609-407-1450. I shared once or so this morning. I will share it again. I have a movie recommendation and we only come out with these maybe a five times a year, something like that. But Margie and I watched an awesome movie. And it's the kind of movie that I think would just get past most people. The title's a little bit strange. Uh, The title would maybe not even make you want to consider watching it. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, trust me, when I make the recommendation. 609-407-1450-609-407-1450, your favorite movie of all time. And here is a movie fan. I know that because we've talked uh, in the past. Welcome to the program. You're the jump starter. You're going to get us going. Let's do this. Yes. Yes. Good morning, Harry. Hey. 62 feels good. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, my friend. It's awesome. It's a good Thank year. You. It's a good year. Okay. Okay. Now, when you're looking at one specific movie, that's very difficult to do. But I have to say my favorite Western is an all-around classic, uh, star-studded, uh, How the West Was Won. Ooh. Hard to argue with that. Tell people who the cast is, okay. to the extent you remember. Like I said, you yeah, really have to go by genre because there's so many... You know, I'm a movie fanatic, just like you, and I prefer... I have a great admiration for old Hollywood. My favorite Robin Hood movie is, of course, the original, 1938, with uh, Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. I'm sorry. That is, in my book, the best Robin Hood that was ever made. By the way, you were two years old when How the West was won. Uh, What a movie. What a director. uh, What a cast. I mean, this is, um, I mean, just iconic. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, phenomenal directors as well. Do you know this movie had four directors? Yeah, Henry Hathaway was one of them. Yeah, I, I'm always very uh, partial to double H's because they tend to be fantastic. George Marshall, John Ford, and Richard yeah. Thorpe. Four different directors. Uh Academy Award for writing. And actresses. Yep. Academy Award for writing. Academy Award for best sound mixing. Uh, It's definitely a winner. The screenplay is awesome. And think about this. You think about icons. Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne, Henry Fonda, Gregory Peck, Debbie Reynolds, Richard Widmark, George Pappard. I mean, give me a break. That's just like epic. 
It's over the top. Not, not only that, but you just cannot find that kind of talent today. No. Because everybody wants today's Hollywood is me, 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 you know, and screen time. And it was very well done, the generational aspect of it. And um, just the just the talent. You had talent old and new and up and coming. Do you know so, what do you know what the movie was based on? Oh, rabbits. I'm gonna tell you what it was based on. How the West was won. In case you were wondering, is it a true story? Where did this come from? How the West was won is based on a series of life magazine articles from 1959 not the novel that some people talk about uh this is where it happened this is where they got it from it's a generational story uh it's absolutely incredible and it's about western migration you were you were at a time uh in history 1839 to 1869 or 1889 broken down in five segments and it is an incredible movie and again with a cast that is just really mind-numbing when you think about all of them in the same movie at the same time it's crazy all right peter you did it that's a great beginning we're going to go to break we're coming right back you will be next We'll get you on right after that, so don't go away on the phone lines. And we do have two open phone lines. Please jump in. The topic this hour, it's a mental health break hour of the Hurley in the Morning program. Your favorite movie of all time and why. We'll be back in just a little bit. This is Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean. 24 minutes past the hour. We're taking your phone calls at 609-407-1450 on one of my, I guess this is almost like a guilty pleasure topic. This is one of my favorite subjects. I, I cannot begin to tell you, I watch a couple of movies minimum every single week. I'd watch a movie every day if I could. But every weekend, I I don't think there's ever a day where either very early or later, uh, I just, I love movies. I mean, the last couple of weeks, I've watched Elvis. I've watched, um, again, even though we saw it in the movie theater, I watched Top Gun Maverick. As I say, uh, take me up on it. You'll just say, you're right. It was great. Where the Crawdads Sing. I know the name is strange. It is a great movie. The plot is outstanding. The acting is fantastic. Uh, It's available right now if you have the Xfinity platform. It's available to rent or purchase right now. I'm not, you know, huckstering for them. I'm just telling you that I wanted to see it. I watched a two-minute trailer about four days ago, and I said, I'm going to watch that. And we did it yesterday, Margie and I. It was great. Where the Crawdads Sing. Fantastic. The movie keeps getting better all the way through. Every movie's not like that. The whole movie just keeps getting better and better. Welcome to the program. What's your favorite movie of all time? My my favorite movie to, uh, uh, is two of them. Um, one is Gone with the Wind. There you go. 
with uh, Clark Gable and Olivia de, de Havilland. Also, Superman, Clark Kent, George Reeve is in there. It's Everybody's in that movie. It's awesome. Oh, George Reeves is in that movie? Not only is he in it, the next time you watch it, just look out for him. Uh, he had a bigger role, but when they tested the movie, the audience went bananas and started yelling, Superman, uh, and he got typecasted. He, his career got destroyed because of Superman. He had a much bigger role in Gone with the Wind, but he is in there, and he does have speaking roles as well. Yes, Superman George Reeve is in Gone with the Wind. Wow, I didn't know that. That's why I'm here. What's your second movie? Okay, my second movie is, I don't know the title of it, but you might know because I'm going to name some characters. Um, Cecil B. DeMille, uh, Gloria Swanson, um, William Holden. And what's the plot about? Okay, the plot is about a has-been movie star. She's too old now to uh, act as a movie star. And she goes back in time with her memories, and she uh, is, like, upset and, you know, and all that that stuff, you know. And... All right, um, I'm not a a big... uh, How do I put this? I'm not going to say I'm not a big fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm I'm not I'm not that well versed on that particular era and genre, but I would throw out a guess that the movie was Sunset Boulevard. Oh, maybe that's it. That name sounds familiar. Okay, I mean I could be wrong, but that's my guess. Well, I think you guessed right, Harry. I really think you guessed right. I'll look it up. Uh, Anyway, that movie made a big impression, and especially. Since you mentioned um, today's Me Too attitude, yeah, Gloria Swanson seemed to want everything um, um, uh, she wanted to be the star of everything. Center of attention, they call it. Attention. Listen, yeah. let me get to the next caller, but you're usually my pen pal. We exchange email a lot, you and I, and it's, oh, it, I is so, it is so nice to talk to you. Harry, I'll never forget um, your um, um, statement that you would give up the whole summer, July and August, for November 8th to be tomorrow yeah which is very unusual for me to say because i have such a reverence and appreciation for life and that you know i lost both parents when they were very young i i really have a sense of urgency so for me to say that shows how important i believe it is for the country because i was concerned about the lies and they're doing it and and an awful campaign and it was just so teed up ready to go at that moment that it would have been a a, an amazing wave of election. It's still going to be fine, but we're going to have to go through a lot of lies, a lot of really bad stuff because they've got nothing. The other side, when you can't name one thing you've done and all you can do is lie about your opponents, I hate that atmosphere. It's everything I don't like. But this is mental health break, so we're going to get off that. Yeah, we're going to get off of that. Call me again. Have a great day. And you know when you write me, I write you back every time. You certainly do. You're you're great at that, Harry. Thank you. 
Well, here's my theory. If you take the time to write me, I better take the time to write back. It's not polite if I don't. Well, that's a a good uh, uh, analysis there. You took the time to write me, and I better make the time to write you back. May, have a great weekend. It's good to hear your voice. I'm used to reading what you say. It's nice to hear you say it. All right. We have, I think, on deck... Now, you don't ever give away anybody's age, so I don't want to say a long-time friend because she's very young. But I think we have a long-time friend standing by in a little bit. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. What's your favorite movie? That doesn't sound too good. How about there? Are you there? What's your favorite movie? Yes, I'm here, Eric. Good. Uh, i got to say there's two movies, but... One movie is is with the sequel included, and that's Godfather One and Two. There you go. Uh, I, I think you know a lot of people have the same opinion I do. One and Two is the same movie, from the start to the end. Uh, the way the beginning with that wedding scene. Yeah. I, I mean, just incredible. But you know what I would say though, um, and I don't know about you. I count. I count them. You're telling me one movie. I count them as two movies. And because the difference between Marlon Brando as the Godfather and Al Pacino, Michael Corleone as the Godfather, to me, it's two separate movies uh, completely for me. Perfect continuity. And I might be in the minority on this, but I prefer Godfather 2 to Godfather 1. Now, don't get me wrong, because that's like picking the difference between, I don't know, a Picasso and a Monet. I mean, both are fantastic. Both are very high on my list, but I rate Godfather 2 slightly ahead of Godfather 1. How about you? I, 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 it's very tough, and I understand your, your, your reasoning on that. Again, I think both of them, I can't say that one is better than the other. It, like you said, it's trying to pick, you know, how, how do you choose that? Yeah. Both are just an incredible. And then my second movie would have to be Goodwill Hunting. Oh, fantastic. What, that, what Robin Williams did in that movie, I think even though he did win the Oscar for supporting, I think it's been under, you know, very underrated. That performance was just incredible. If no one's ever seen it, take a look at that, and you're going to say, wow, what, a, what an actor. What, what he did on that movie is incredible. I agree completely. And, and you had Matt Damon in there that was fantastic. Uh Great, great submissions, all, all three of them. Have a great day. Let's get in one more call before the bottom of the hour break. And we take the bottom of the hour break a little bit later because we have the extra six minutes at the top of the hour right before we give the microphone to Brian Kilmeade. So we have, I haven't even given you mine yet. I have three that are interchangeable almost. We have How the West Was Won, Gone with the Wind. I know it's Sunset Boulevard because the three of them are in that movie and that's how I got it. I'll look it up during the break. Uh, Godfather 1 and 2, which the caller believes that's more like one movie. I kind of get that, but I think it is distinctly two movies. I think Godfather 3 gets a bad rap, uh, and I'm sentimental to it because I was actually, I was right there. I, when I tell you, I was literally right there when the helicopter scene and a bunch of other stuff that involved, I, whatever they called it, La Plaza Casino, was the Trump Castle, which I was privileged to be the senior hotel executive. Stayed overnight. Uh, oh, memorable night. Had twin lobster tails with twin brother Don. Uh, in honor of the twins, we each had twin lobster tails. 
And Godfather 3 is better than it gets credit for. I agree. Sofia Coppola is not great. Um, but I think she also gets razzed a little too much. Uh, really much better than 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 it has been given credit for. Uh, Godfather 3, not in my top three list. But I will tell you my top three list after the break. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. How are you? Hello, Harry. Hello. Harry? Yes. Can you? Hi. Yeah, hi. Harriet. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a pure movie that I fell in love with in 1968. It's called Sweet November. It's the original with Anthony Newley and Sandy Dennis. Wow. They tried to make a remake with Keanu Reeves, but that sucked. <laughs> I did watch the, I did watch the remake. I've got to go back and actually watch the one that you're talking about. And we did this once and it was phenomenal. We asked listeners, has there ever been a remake that's better than the original? Uh it's very very rare. I said for example that you could make the case that the Thomas Crown affair with um uh Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo, some would say, I'm torn, some would say it's better than the original, which was Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway. As I watch, I've watched the newer one more than the older one, but with each time I watch the, the, the original, I, I sort of say, no, it's, it, it, it is better. You know, I was just more familiar with the remake. Um, but I did watch Sweet November with Keanu Reeves, I did not watch the 1968 one, which I'm going to do now. Yeah, I fell in love with that when I was very young. I love romantic movies. I guess my second favorite is Goodbye Girl, which I also got a chance to see it on Broadway with uh, Martin Short and, um, oh gosh, I can't think of her name now. Uh, is good, is Goodbye Short. Girl, is that um, Richard Dreyfus is in that? Yes, Richard Dreyfuss and Marsha. Marsha Mason. Mason. Yep, yep. Good. Excellent. Both of them great. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Good talking to you. Good talk to, to, to you as well. All right, when we come back, we'll take the break now. When we come back, you will join the program. Your favorite, it's a simple to say, few words. I think it's tougher to actually come up with the goods. And we do have some open phone lines. They were jammed, and now they're not. So if you want to get in, now is a really good time. Your favorite movie of all time. It's a mental health break. Special hour guest listener appreciation on the Hurley in the Morning program. We have How the West Was Won. We have Gone with the Wind. We have Sunset Boulevard. Godfather 1, Godfather 2, Goodwill Hunting, Sweet November, Goodbye Girl. I'm going to add an eighth because if Kristen, my daughter, was here right now, her favorite movie of all time is Dead poet society and if my daughter lauren was here right now her favorite movie of all time is dirty dancing and i keep asking my son is a movie guru and i don't have a definitive on my son's favorite movie he is well versed though on many many different movies all right so we have our next caller you know who you are and you'll be on right after that don't go away we're coming back in just a little bit this is respectfully yours Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. 
set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you very much. He is working, and it could be that that a bunch of you that are on hold are working, but I'm going to slip him in real quick. Uh, He's a great friend. He's a great leader. He's the Atlantic County prosecutor. And I got to brag about this a couple of times because I thought it was everything that's right about law enforcement, being involved in the community, not just locking people up, but being actually a part of the community. And, boy, this is this is community involvement. They do a boardwalk outreach. They were handing out blessing bags, food and water. This was the Atlanta County prosecutor, staff from the Atlanta County prosecutor's office, the Atlantic City Police Department and Jewish Family Services. So prosecutor before we get to your movie choice your your favorite movie of all time uh i think that's really important that law enforcement does that kind of community outreach and you obviously do too uh harry thank you so much for the opportunity that's correct i i I, uh, really appreciate the kind words uh we do we're practicing what we preach uh as you know this week you covered the mental health uh court proposal that I put forward to our legislatures, and I got to tell you, uh, this outreach gives it perspective because a lot of the people that we're dealing with uh, on the boardwalk, the at-risk community, uh, homeless, have mental health issues. So, uh, you know, we were talking about it all week. We scheduled it with JFS, ACPD, and Hope One from the Sheriff's Office, and we went out there. Uh, We referred many people to recovery this morning, uh, helped them with motor vehicle issues, health issues insurance issues uh and then and then on top of it the the really dedicated professionals from our office prepared blessing bags in the Atlanta county prosecutor canvas bag with food uh socks hand warmers salts sandwiches bottles of water and we handed out over 150 bags this morning and uh went and actually talked to the people it was awesome that that's you know I can imagine that must be very rewarding and how appreciative the recipients must be. Uh, They are because we're treating them with dignity and respect and empathy and trying to help them uh, and uh, talking to them on a people level, you know, and and literally if they're if they're sitting on the ground, we're we're getting down on a knee and getting to their level and spot and speaking to them not speaking at them, not speaking from above. It's actually connecting on a on a personal level. And uh, JFS is incredible, Hope One, uh, the outreach guys from ACPD. There's three guys that have been on every, every one of these outreaches with me. Uh, they're, they're awesome. And then we had uh, Public Works from, and Boardwalk Division from Lang City come, and they're clearing out under the piers, and they're going to you know, work to seal them up. And, and, Harry, the only thing I want to add on this issue is the conversation we had on the beach this morning next to the pier outside of Caesars is, uh, to help the casino industry, we're going to do sweeps not only on the boardwalk, but we're going to do sweeps uh, in and around the casinos, like the bus depots and the bathrooms and the lobbies, the vestibules, to try to help those people too. Because that's good for that's good for everybody. It's good to help those people, and it's good to help our our partners in the casino industry and uh, law enforcement and JFS were the ones that brought up to me, and I said, "Awesome, let's do it." Wonderful. So, that is that is that is terrific. Okay, so we can get back to our other callers as well, to the chief law enforcement officer of Atlantic County. That's what the Atlantic County prosecutor is, ladies and gentlemen, the top law enforcement officer in the uh, in the entire county. It didn't used to be that way. Uh, the sheriff used to be when Bill Gormley's dad was sheriff. He was the top 
uh, law enforcement officer. It's the Atlantic County prosecutor, Will Reynolds, top law enforcement officer in the county. What is the top law enforcement officer in Atlanta County's favorite movie of all time and why? So uh, when I was younger, I loved The Godfather 1 and 2. And I'm going to tell you uh, one of the things you and I have talked offline. uh, Leave the gun, take the cannolis, Clemenza, right? Yes. Uh, But... But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, uh, since I became a hockey coach and coached my kids and been a coach and a mentor, uh, and, and now in this position coaching the greatest team I've ever coached in my life, uh, Miracle. Herb Brooks oh. built a team of college kids to build the greatest, to, to beat the greatest hockey team in the history of the game. And the reason why they won was his dedication and commitment was unmatched. And it's what I used when I coached ice hockey, when I coached lacrosse, and now that I'm coaching the Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office, and I lead from the front, and my dedication and commitment is unmatched, just like Herb Brooks, and I love that movie. And uh, I used to use the line when I would coach the boys uh, in ice hockey in Lang City. I'd get them on the blue line and say, again, again. <laughs> and it was awesome. And you're so, talking Herb- about the 2004 movie with Kurt Russell, correct? Yes. That's phenomenal correct. phenomenal 2004 yep absolutely phenomenal harry thank you for the time and i appreciate the consideration thank you prosecutor have a great day be well you too my friend have a nice weekend you thanks. do the same that's uh, atlantic county prosecutor will reynolds let me get the last break in and we're coming right to your calls in the order that you called and we'll get to all of you you'll be next you'll be right after that and you'll be right after that hang in there just a couple of minutes we'll be right back this is Early in the morning, That's right. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with the incredible sale prices from General Steel. That's right, start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 888-74-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 888-74-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 888-74-STEEL now and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building fast and easy. Call 888 888- 74 Steel. That's 888-747-8335. 888-74-STEEL. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Great one. We're back. 53 minutes past the hour. So now we're uninterrupted until 6 minutes past the top of the hour. So let's um, let's do this. We have 13 minutes uninterrupted. Now, I did get a few during the break. I found out my son's favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. His second favorite movie is Die Hard. And by the way, don't let any of that um, fool you. He has watched every genre, huge movie buff. So it's not like he just picked out like, you know, some pop culture movie or something like that. And, and Margie was teasing that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which cracks me up every time I hear that. Margie's favorite movie is Dances with Wolves. And our general sales manager walked by, so I grabbed him, Jim, 
Jim McLean, good friend, great friend, and a great guy. His favorite movie of all time is Rocky, which is a phenomenal movie. Truly phenomenal. Uh, Academy Award winning, actually. All right, your favorite movie of all time would happen to be? Yes, sir, uh, Harry. Um, I got my favorite scene in my favorite movie, and I'll explain why. My favorite scene is A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise. Love it. Demi Moore, too. You can't beat that. Team. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's, the, the, the movie's phenomenal. The judge is fantastic. The whole team, uh, Robert Pollock is in there. The movie is fantastic. The rapport between the defense team uh, of Cruz and Demi Moore and Robert Pollock, uh, it is, um, it's incredible. The movie is great. It's one of my... I would have to say it's up there in my favorite list of movies. All right, so so that's is that also the movie, or is that just a scene from the movie you're talking about? The scene from the movie, and I love Kevin Bacon, too, in it. Oh, too. yeah, Kevin Bacon's and terrific. And by the way, yeah, uh, isn't uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Sutherland is also in the movie, and he's fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. It was a great movie. Yep. Um, but we're going through movies of all times, and you know me, I, I like my westerns and things like that, but everybody mentioned that. Mine would be Star Wars. Oh, good. Original. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Genius. Yeah, it's George Lucas's first film in 1977. Yep, good. All yeah. right, let me get some more calls in. That's awesome. I also wrote A Few Good Men down just as an, an extra, so I have 18 movies written down so far how the west was one gone with the wind sunset boulevard godfather one godfather two goodwill hunting sweet november the original not the one with keanu reeves although i liked it uh the gentle lady liked the 1968 a whole lot more uh i'm gonna watch that now goodbye girl dead poet society dirty dancing titanic james cameron version that's my top three uh somewhere in time and godfather two those are my top three. And Godfather 1 is so close, but I, I just like Godfather 2 because I prefer Michael Corleone. It's so ironic because they one of the, the big, big muckety-mucks, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, fought for Al Pacino. Um, Mario Puzo did not want uh, Pacino at all. I mean, called him out in all kinds of ways, too small, not good enough, you know, all this. Um He's fantastic. I mean, I can't imagine if you I don't have it off the top of my head, but you'd be amazed at who else was in contention for that. Really close, actually, to getting it. And yet I just can't imagine it. Um, Will Reynolds, the miracle, uh, which was it's called miracle, but miracle on ice. Uh, Back to the future. Die hard. Dances with wolves. Rocky. A few good men in Star Wars. We just added. All right, let's keep going. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. How are you, Ed Klein? Hey, Ed. All right, real quick. Yeah. When I served in the lower house, they did what you're doing, what was your favorite movie. And at that particular time, I was dating an individual who ended up to be a nightmare. <laughs> I couldn't get rid of her. Oh. And they did, a, they did a survey of all the legislators to get a, get a pulse on what they think. When it came out, Number one, I think, was, let's say, Gone with the Wind and all that. I put down Fatal Attraction. Oh, I love that movie. The movie. 
That that would be uh, Michael Douglas. So I've never seen a Michael Douglas movie that I didn't like. Uh, Glenn Close. Uh, I think she's fantastic and completely underrated and also very attractive. Amy Archer. Uh, no, Annie Archer. Annie Archer. I said Amy. Annie Archer. Uh, the movie obviously um, is fantastic and and disturbing. <laughs> quite quite amazing, actually. Yeah, but- yeah, but my point is, Harry, this is a survey for all the senators and assemblymen. And when it came out, all these great movies were mentioned. And everybody wanted to know, who the heck put down Fatal Attraction? I love it. So so with- you did, is it your favorite movie? Or did you, I mean, it sounds like, did you do it as a goof? No. No, no. Oh, yeah, the whole group. Every, everybody had, everybody individually had to do it. They wanted to do it. A- no, no, no. But here's what I'm saying is. Was that a goof just to get a rise, just to, 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 to do something that was completely, you know, uh, non-traditional to all these other iconic ones that I'm sure people pick, especially politicians, got to pick something that's acceptable. Was you, Did you do it as a goof or is it your favorite movie? No, it's not my favorite movie. Okay. I did it. To, I'm, know, putting, I'm putting it down. I'm putting it down as your favorite movie for the assignment. There you go. All right. All right. You're doing a great job. I love it. Thank you, my friend. Get another call, Red. See you, Eddie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The great J. Edward Klein. Assemblyman, mayor, great friend, good man. All right. So I put fatal attraction, but I put a footnote that it's because of the the General Assembly assignment. I like that, though, because you're talking about all these iconic movies and all of a sudden – uh, for, you know, like if somebody put in like Pee Wee Herman's Adventure or something, which, by the way, I've watched. I, I haven't watched it lately. Funny. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Harry, this is very early. So then after all, we're Hurley's in the morning right now. Hello, Ray. How you doing? Harry? Good, man. Uh, listen, there's two movies in. One is the original Biscuit Eater. Uh, it was a black and white film, and it had primarily to do with the dog. So maybe, you know, I've been too many people who had seen it. No, I. Uh, or that are around anymore, anyhow. <laughs> and the other one was a sing- Song of the South. Ah. Which was a uh, Brer Rabbit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm pretty off. sure, I'm pretty sure that you you can hardly get that movie anymore. It's been canceled. The movie has been canceled. I do have it in my library. It is canceled from what I understand. You could probably get uh, like a bootleg copy or something on Amazon.com or something. But that I believe that movie has been eff- effectively, if you want to use that term, or essentially it's been canceled. Yes, only because of uh, what had happened. They used uh, the black man... Uh, Uncle Remus, and uh, they found that to, to, to be offensive to yep. some people. Yep, exactly. Gone with the Wind came very okay, close to being canceled. I'll hold you up. All right, Ray. Thanks, my man. Gone with the Wind, ladies and gentlemen, became came very close to being canceled. And I think in some respects, something was done in Atlanta where something was very iconic and famous about Gone with the Wind, and then they took it down or did something uh, what we have to, I think, do going forward is we understand the past, but we cannot erase history. For example, Kate Smith, 
getting canceled? Come on. Uh, Frank Rizzo getting canceled? They took down these people's statues in the name of political correctness because somebody came after someone. Look, I think Jimmy Kimmel's a jackass. I can't stand him. I think he's terrible. I think he's a no-talent, just completely lightweight. And he did something very inappropriate uh, the other night. It was terrible. When a woman was getting her Emmy Award, he was laid out on the floor pretending to be passed out where he had been dragged in to the uh, previous scene when they were setting up, you know, announcing the nominees for the category. And it was terrible. And he owed the winner an apology. But they, they're now coming out with that he, he was exercising his white privilege. And I mean, stop it already. Not even close. It was bad timing. It was bad humor. But it was nothing like what they're saying. But that's where we are right now. They're getting away with defining what you're doing. And they get to call it what they want it to be. Why didn't they celebrate Kate Smith, who had Kate Smith's, I think it was called Show of Shows, number one show in America. And she brought African-Americans on her show and was criticized tremendously for it. Very famous icons. And they go and cancel her because some of the songs back in, if you want to say, in minstrel time or whatever, uh, are considered offensive. She gets canceled as a racist. That's what they did to her. It's just completely wrong, unacceptable. All right, so I quickly slipped mine in. My three are Titanic, the James Cameron version, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, Somewhere in Time, Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour, and you have to say Christopher Plummer. He, he was just completely persuadable and hateable because of the role that he played in the movie, trying to stand between them, and he was just terrific. And Close Your Eyes and Christopher Plummer and James Mason are separated at birth. They're the same voice. They're the same. Think about it. If you ever watch, um, uh, what's the movie called? Uh, Paul Newman, uh, The Verdict. Listen to Mason and listen to Plummer. Uh, it's, and you know I study voices. I mean, it's incre- It's uncanny how much they sound almost identical. Tonal quality, the way they pronounce. Obviously, they have the English accent. Uh, but anyhow, that is right there. I'm like 1A, 1B, 1C. And then Godfather 2, because I absolutely just love it. I watch it more than I could even imagine I ever would. And I'll tell you what I do, because I've seen them all, obviously, many times. Sometimes I might be in the mood for Godfather 2, the final hour or so, when Michael is settling all the scores. And if I don't have three hours, I mean, these are long movies, I'll put in the final hour. What do I care? And just enjoy the heck out of it. Uh, Most movies, though, that I watch and rewatch, I watch from beginning to end. But with The Godfather, and I'll tell you, I do have a great appreciation for Godfather 1. 
I really do. Uh, Marlon Brando. He's a little bit uh, cartoonish, I think, with his accent. I just think that Michael is better as uh, Don Vito Corleone, but uh, both are just exceptional. My time has come and gone, but we will see you digitally at 